Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory. And the other Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the
You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. You do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle working God. Miracle working God. Your name, your name, your name, your name, your name. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Shalom. Shalom, our brother 
and our sister in Christ, blessing to you. Amen from your brother in Christ, Brother Elvie and my brother Tony. Amen, Serrano. We're here to share God's word and God's revelation. Amen. We believe we're going to have tonight a great program. Thank you, Lord. We pray that God will bless you through this program. God will speak to you through your life through this program. And God will help you to be raptured, departure, ready to come home. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua, the mercy of God. Hallelujah be with all of us in the last days before the return of Jesus, the rapture, the departure of the bride of Christ that is about to happen at any moment. We are so close to be going to heaven. My brother, my sister, hallelujah, someone being in heaven this morning and seeing the preparation, how all is ready, everything is ready. All I can think of was Matthew 22 when I was there. Amen. And, and that's where I, be, I want to begin this reminder where it says in Matthew 22, Jesus answered and spoke unto them a parable and said, The kingdom of heaven, of heaven is like unto a certain king who made a marriage for his son. He sent forth his servant to call them that were invited to the wedding, and they will not come. Again, he sent forth his servant, tell them that are invited, they're invited. Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatling are killed, and other things are ready. Come to the marriage. I, I want to read this in the, in the other complete Jewish Bible. Because uh, it says that, look, I have prepared my banquet. I have slaughtered my bull and my fattened cattle. And everything is ready for the wedding. My brother and sister, I saw a lot of meats on those tables. My brother and sister, uh, God helped me to do justice to what I saw. Because I saw a lot of meat. You know, the Lord has told us not to eat meat, just to eat fish. And we, we're doing so. Hallelujah. Had not been easy for us. We can tell you the truth. Had not been easy. Praise the Lord. Uh, before we go on, we want to make sure uh, that everyone can hear us fine, my brother and sister, because we don't want to share and then find out, oh, we cannot hear you, brother. Because <laughs> sometimes that happens. And then I'm like, oh, so you didn't hear everything I said all this time? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And we, we are re we're running out of time, and we're running out of words in the end time. So we want to take advantage of the time uh, faithfully. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Amen. So, you know, seeing all the preparation for the wedding, and walking around it in heaven and seeing all that, it was such a great encouragement, my brother, my sister, to come tonight and to share what I saw with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I had asked the Lord a few days ago to take me to heaven. He has said yes in my overnight prayer. Then I, I praise you, Lord. I was waiting on God, but there were things that I had not put into action. And it's when I was in Massachusetts over 10 years ago, 
I remember the Lord telling me that, because I was going to trial, he was taking me to heaven back then, to stay home. Thank you, sister. Stay home. It was what I was supposed to do this weekend, not go out. But somehow we had plans to go out to eat. You know, the family, Brother Tony was with us also. And I, I was already feeling um, when someone is about to die, it, it goes through an experience. Someone had asked me years ago, when you get taken to heaven, Brother Everett, do you feel like a lot of the people who, who went through it, who guys should take to heaven all the time, like you're about to die? And I felt it so true this time. I felt like I was dying. But it was a preparation for the Lord to take me to heaven. Amen. And, and he was preparing me. And so I drove the family. We were going out to eat. And I, I thought I ate something that poisoned me practically because I felt like dying. And I was praying for myself. But the, the situation was not getting better. And it's that the Lord was getting me ready. Shalom, sister Wendy. Amen. And the Lord was getting me ready to take me to heaven. But the experience, oh, man, it, it takes a toll on your body. And I thank God for it anyway. It doesn't matter the cost. Amen. We have to be willing to die for him. And so I came back home. And I wanted to watch some TV. I, then I told my wife later, I'm going to go just lay down. As I lay down in bed, I, I began to pray because I wasn't getting better. I could hardly move my body anymore. I began to pray half an hour. Uh, I, I, I could hear my body sleeping, you know, and like, okay. So I kind of woke up again and went, kept praying. I, I, I had to lay down to pray because I could do nothing else. I could hardly even move. And, and, and I told my wife, I'm sorry. I, I, I just got to lay down and pray. Even until I go to sleep, because, you know, normally I stay over my overnight prayer. But I fell asleep after I prayed over an hour and then woke up at 1.30 a.m., went back to prayer again. I, could, I had to pray because I, I couldn't even move anymore. It was very different. But I gone through this before. And, and I don't know what time in the morning, boom, I see myself uh, arriving to heaven. Uh, this time I'm arriving. Because the Lord is bringing me, I'm arriving at heaven. As I'm arriving there, I immediately began to see. This was after the rapture. I truly believe it was. My brothers and sisters that were there in heaven already. This was over three years already that the tribulation has started. I'm going to tell you why it was three years. Well, we were in heaven, and I seen the Lord Jesus. I see my brothers and sisters. Some of them had crowned. I believe some have a crown on their hand and some have a crown over their head. Okay? It was such an amazing and beautiful experience. But some of the people were standing, some of the people were laying down, my brothers and sisters. And I could recognize Brother Tony, who was there, went home in the rapture, and some other brothers that were there too, and sisters. And, um, you know, the Lord had a crown. I saw Jesus. He was dressed for the wedding, right? Like I've seen him before. But he had a crown on his hand. He approached a sister, right? And said, okay, this is a reward for you. And she says, for me, Lord? And the Lord, yes, the Lord said, yes, for you. And stand. So she stand, right, and bowed her head. And Jesus placed the crown on her, 
And in the moment the Lord praised the cross, he went, Hallelujah! But that hallelujah was so much power and anointing. Yeah. Uh, she said it. Thank you, Lord. And, and it was so exciting to see all this, you know, all this crowning of Jesus over his people. But the Lord then, before I continue with the crown, I began to see a lot of tables ready, lots of tables full of food, salads, lots of meat. I believe some have fish. But I noticed that mostly it's what the Bible says, and um, we just read it, in, in, in um, Matthew 22. So he sent some of his slaves, instructing them to all the guests, look, I have prepared my banquet, slaughtered my bull, my fat and my cattle, my fat and cattle. Everything is ready. Come to the wedding. But they were not interested, the Bible says. And, and some, one, uh, they went off to his farm, other to his business. Amen. And I'm going to have Brother Tony read more on this. Okay. But what I'm saying is that my brother and sister, this is happening now. Okay, with with people um, so focused on everything else and being ready to be going home because the rapture is about to happen. Jesus is on his way. Okay, that's what the Lord has said to people. He is coming now. He is coming now. Okay, and we have to be expecting the Lord now. I have to be expecting the Lord now. Not putting it off for another day. You do not want to miss the rapture. Whatever you're going through, whatever your situation is, humble yourself. Ask the Lord Jesus to help you. I've been asking the Lord to help me. This is not easy. This is a daily struggle for each and one of us. So what do you do? It's not based on your strength and your knowledge. It's based on Jesus and his knowledge and his strength. He is the one that helps us every day. We need to submit to him and let him help us through this difficult time that our nation, the Arab nations are going through, Israel is going through. My brother and sister, in the United States, they're going to call out 3 million young people for this war in Israel. Then another 6 million. And all together, 25 million very soon. I hope we're not around. We might see this calling. 25 million is a lot of people. Why? Because they need to match 6 million of Iran, 3 million of Syria, 6 million or 9 of Egypt, um, another, who knows, 20 million of, of Turkey, who knows how many million from Russia. How many million from China who has a lot of people? They're going to try to match the amount of people. And, and we already know that, that France, Germany, they're on standby. They also have to call out their millions to join. This is going to be a massacre. It's already being told. It's going to be a massacre in the Middle East. Because the United States is going to throw in there 25 million and so almost every other country, okay? And they're already telling people, like, good luck. 
then they don't warranty anything here. If they're not work for them in, in, in Ukraine, they think it's going to work for them now, which is not going to work neither. And the reason why this is not going to work is a lot. Yes, it's a bunch of demons fighting it out. That's basically what it is. Okay? Fallen ones are there already. Uh, mixed blood, fallen um, hybrids are already there from China, Russia, in the United States, and so much more. China wants to test a super soldier there. If a bullet or a missile cannot stop a super soldier, I don't really want to go too much into that, but if it cannot stop a, a, a super soldier, how do you think a, a, a few million with rifle, guns, and all that are going to stop a super soldier? Those are nonsense and foolishness, which a lot of people in their pride think that, oh, we'll stop them, we'll stop them. Well, in their dream, they're going to stop them. But, uh, you know, it's a hard truth that they're going to find by themselves that human can easily be killed with a bullet. A bullet hitting a human in the right spot can take them out easily. These super soldiers cannot be taken out. Okay? That easy. And so um, they've been tested already with military bullet going to the body and, and not stopping them at all. So they know what they got. The problem is throwing human beings, regular human beings, to fight them. That, that's a dream of dreamers. Whoever thinks that they're going to stop them are dreaming. But, you know, uh, the Romans were very prideful, and they all were killed. Nations of hundreds of millions. It's another repetition. Hitler soldiers were very prideful, and they were almost all killed, eradicated. So we can see pride coming into the middle of all this mess. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah, no, it, it is pride. You know, it, it's all pride, you know. Um, but, you know, the Bible says, you know, pride goes before the fall. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, eventually it's going to, you know, it's all pride. I see it, it's all pride, you know. And, uh, uh, but, but, yeah, the Lord's going to finish with all that, you know. And it, <laughs> it's... Uh, well, the Lord had to send a super soldier, which is us, in a glorified body to yeah. defeat them. Yeah. <laughs> super, superman, superhuman, yeah. <laughs> this is a super, super body, yeah. Paul said that we are soldiers of Christ. Yeah. So the Lord had to send his, at the end, his super soldier yeah. in the glorified body. But see, the thing with the Lord is his super soldier, when they now become super soldier with chemical and all that. Mm-hmm. Or the missing of DNA and all that. Yeah. If he came by the power of God, power of God yeah. and the power of God cannot be defeated. Nah, nah. So him sending his super soldier in, in the glorified body, yeah. it's going to put a stop to, to them yeah. very easy. And see, this is the thing. What's standing at the end of all this, of the seven years? Mm-hmm. The super soldiers are standing. Yeah. The rest of humanity is practically gone. Right, yeah. You know? The only chance humanity has against them is that they won't be able to die. Mm-hmm. Humanity won't be able to die. And that's why I tell people that not being able to die is the mercy of God. Yeah, that's the mercy of God because he's keeping them alive even though they're in sin. Yeah. But guess what? They get the great opportunity to repent. Mm-hmm. 
to embrace salvation to Christ, yeah. to embrace what Jesus did on the cross for them. That's 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 a perfect chance yeah, yeah, yeah. to escape, to be able to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Without they're not listening to your servant, we're not listening to your word through your servant and your prophet. But now, Lord, please forgive us. We truly repent, O oh Lord. What a mighty opportunity God's giving humanity. Yeah, he, you know, he's not giving up on, on people because people are rejecting God now, you know, and, and they're hearing the message and everything, and they're rejecting him. And, um, and you know, God's still having mercy on, on, on humanity. Yes. That's what you say, you know, is that they won't be able to die. That That is the mercy of God, you know, still, you know, wanting them to repent, wanting them to be saved, you know, and, uh, but it's, it, you know, it, it's the mercy of God. That's how we know, you know, God pursues us, you know, he, he don't, he doesn't give up on us. He's, you know, always, that's him, but he's mercy, you know. Thank you, Lord. And, uh, that's going to be a mercy in the great tribulation, you know, um, for people to just you know, be saved. Salvation, like we talked, you know, the other day, it's, it's, it's um salvation is love that that's you know that's god you know and and that's why he's doing this that's why he's going to do that you know that um uh, that people won't be able to die yeah. i was meditating that jesus said that when he was called good uh by someone he says i'm not good but only my father yeah you know i was meditating on that yes the earth full of demons i was meditating on that because see father in this guy i would say Yet it's given seven years a grace and mercy. Now, if it's not called grace and mercy, it's called great tribulation. Mm-hmm. Okay? But great tribulation can also be seen as grace tribulation. Because people are not, are not able to die. Mm-hmm. It's like a blessing in disguise that death being the enemy, the last enemy, yeah. and the devil who wants at the power of death are looking forward to eliminating humanity. But then they come to us to a wall mm-hmm. and say, wait a minute, what do you mean we cannot kill people? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we do for business? Kill, steal, and destroy? Yeah. What do you mean we cannot kill them? Mm-hmm. What do you mean we, now we're hitting, they're hitting a wall? Because yeah. they will love to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. But the great tribulation began and they find out they cannot. They can. And look at look God, how much God is in control. The, the war in Israel had not started yet fully until the church is out, practically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, look what, look, I want you to see this in Luke um, 21.20. Look what it says. Someone shared this today. I thought it was so powerful. Luke 21.20. And when, when, you, when you shall see Jerusalem compass with armies, Okay. Then we know that the desolation thereof is nine. What do you think about this, Brother Tony? Yeah, when um, it says when Jerusalem is compassed with armies, right? So that that seems like now, you know, they're... Uh, this is happening now. Yeah. Like the Lord said, I'm coming now. Yeah. That's what's going on now, you know, and, you know, over there in the, in the Middle East and Israel. They're, Amen. you know, surrounding, you know... Uh, Wanting to attack Israel is what they're doing, you know. They're wanting to, and it seems that way right now, you know. That's what I'm getting. It's, it's their oath is nigh, you know, which that's the same thing. Nigh is, is practically now, yeah. It's now, yeah. Thank you, Lord. 
So when you see Jerusalem compassed with army, like it is now compassed with army, yeah. then you know, okay, how come there's so many people that don't know what's going on? Because Jesus said that you would know. So why don't people know? If they don't know, it's because they're asleep. Right. Okay? So the thing here is, is Jerusalem right now is compassed by Gentiles. That's another word. Okay? That they will be compassed by Gentiles. Okay? That's in Matthew. And so it's compassed by the Gentile. Daniel said that the Gentile will be in it for 42 months. For 42 months, they will be in the land of Israel. This is what the Antichrist was said in the temple of God as God. Okay, because they're going to be there for 42 months. The 42 months started September, actually, when they went, this word in Israel started back in October 7. By October 10, the United States already has sent their their carriers, they know that. In China, they immediately sent them. It all started in the month of October. Okay, the month that is finishing now. Yeah. It started in the month of October. Okay, the 42 months seems like it started now. But no, not really. Not really. Because the church needs to be out for the 42 months to start. Because the 42 months is of the Great Tribulation. Yeah. yeah it is. You see? So, but the shadow of what is to come is happening in Israel right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Some people don't see the war with Hamas as a big deal. But now that Turkey, first it was Egypt, Iran and Egypt, Turkey, Jordan, Syria, Pakistan now, also. I, I, I believe it was in my dream I was having uh, last night before I was taking to him. I think it was like that India said they were joining Okay, and I thought that was very interesting because India is more, my thing is they're a Democrat country. They're more like the United States. They're not going to jump into this unless, you know, but it looks like, you know, India is looking into joining this now. And I was seeing in my dream that India was saying, we're going to join this. But join who? The question is, who are they joining? And it looks like they're joining Hamas. They're not joining Israel. None of the nations are joining Israel, including the United States. It's not joining Israel, as they claim, because the United States supposedly are there to protect Israel. But already, there's a report of the United States supplying weapons, food, clothing, all kinds of things to Hamas. So where are they helping how are they? Because they're the one telling Israel not to go in yet. They're the one negotiating with Hamas. Okay? So they're not really helping Israel. And what they, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 30 says, your lover have forgotten thee. God says, right now, United States have forgotten Israel. Because they said one thing for so many years, and now they're doing another thing. Hamas is coming up. Israel tanks were going into Gaza, and all of a sudden, missile came out of Hamas, out of Gaza, that had the tank take reverse. Because those missiles can destroy the tanks easily. 
And now they have to reverse the, the tanks and say, wait, wait a minute. What's going on here? Supposedly they didn't have no more weapons. So all of a sudden things are changed, my brother and sister, in Gaza. And so Israel now is telling the population in Gaza, get out because we're going to level this place. Because they're not going to risk of their IDF trained soldier to be killed. That will be a no-no. Israel too small. Israel only had 9 million people versus 30-plus and all the other nations. They're too small, okay? And they cannot risk it, my brother and sister. So Iran is ready to launch the big one on Israel. And in order for Israel to survive, they have to launch the big one first. And the nation knows that. But now they want to use Iran's desert as to send millions of people that fight each other out. Go fight it out and let us know how it goes. Do you know how many people are going to drop dead in that desert? Right now, Biden is about to call 3 million, then 6 million, then all 25 million to send there to the desert to go fight it out with Chinese, Iranians, Syrians, Turkish, Egyptians, Jordans, and, all the, and several other nations that I cannot even name right now. You know, which will be attacking from every corner of Iran. Who knows the area better, better than anyone? Because they know the area better than anyone. For you to throw in there 20, 20 million, 25 millions to go fight it out. That, that's, and then some of the Chinese are super soldiers who will also be joining the other side to help them out and all that. Maybe taking a bullet for them. It's going to be tough, people. Okay, the Lula is cleased here, October 28. That was a big sign indicating that uh, this, this is here. Destruction is here. This sign alone to a lot of people means a lot. Because it's in Joel chapter 2 twice, the sun and the moon. And now that the sun and the moon, as they call one of the evil, as I said, the moon, uh, evil rising from the dead. I believe that's a Muslim word. Okay. Evil rising from the dead. They got the sign yesterday of evil rising from the dead. Fallen Nephtalim rising according to the sun and the moon. Okay. Together. So more evil fallen ones are joining that in Gaza. And those evil can take missile. You can hit them over the head with missile. They'll be laughing it out. Because you cannot kill them with missile. And this is what humanity is going into. And this is why fighter, look at this. They, uh, supposedly Israel killed three of the biggest leaders of Hamas, three out of 300. When do you launch missile to 300 men for 21 days and you only get three out of 300? Tell me how is that possible. That never happened in the history of humanity, first of all. Logically thinking, you know, it's just, it just made no sense. How about 300, you only get three? And basically they trained 3,000 of them, okay? Now, there was another story that came out of there, which, you know, I suspected it. I, I looked up some Bible verses when God told the children of Israel 
that they should not worship other gods, that they will not bow to them. I look for a bunch of verses about that, that not to bow to them, not to serve them, because his wrath will, will, will be angry. He will, he, will, he, he will be angry at them, and they will, they will become slaves of them and so much more. You can look it up in your Bible yourself when you have some time. These are fallen angels, okay? These are, they, they require sacrifice. They sacrifice children to them, including Israel. Sacrifice children to them. That's in, that's in our Bible, in case you haven't looked it up, okay? They took out 300 priests out of Gaza to take them to other nations, 300 Hamas leaders to make them priests a sacrificing baby to the demon, okay? And what they needed to do when they go back to Gaza was invade Israel and sacrifice children of Israel to the fallen ones. And basically what they've done, okay, which, my Lord, my God, it, it, it's, it's, it's like going to the past again. Because people say, oh, you know, the children they kill in in, 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 in Israel, the Hamas killing Israel, well, it was a sacrifice, and a lot of people didn't know that, okay? My brother insisted. And the, and the one that made the sacrifice years before did not know how to do it to the fallen ones until they went, supposedly they found documents in the caves of those that were, that were taken to be and trained to be in priests of fallen ones. And they went and took them out to other nations and trained them to be in priests and to sacrifice babies to them. Then they brought them back to Hamas. And this is when Hamas was ready this year to do that, make a sacrifice. But it needed to be Jewish blood, okay? Because back in, in the book of Joshua, when, when Achan, Achan took the, 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 what belonged to the, to the Babylonians, which sacrificed unto demons, which meant an abomination, which God told them not to touch that, they began to lose against the enemy. And the reason why the fallen one had these priests out of, out of Gaza learn how to sacrifice to them in other nations and bring, bring them back was so they, they would weaken the IDF, weaken the Israeli force, as they, as they did back in, in the time of Joshua and in the time when Israel sacrificed the demon. My brother and sisters, and the question is, how are Israel going to cleanse this evil from their land? Because this open door for demon and principality to be with Hamas now, fallen angel. Because it happened in the past, and it's happening now. The sacrifice of the baby that the Hamas did with a knife, they only went in there with knife, the priests of Hamas, to sacrifice this baby to the fallen demon, fallen, fallen angel. So the, the, the door will be open to weaken the IDF of Israel so they can have this fight. This, is, this was all planned, which they think was a perfect plan, because it worked back in the past. When Israel was weakened, when this happened in Israel, when Israel was weakened, the enemy will gain territory, will, will weaken the Israelite force. And we can already see Israel being weakened through this. They had to turn in Gaza, the tanks, reverse the tanks. They never done that in the history of Israel in the past. 
when I heard about that, I was shocked. Because this is a sign now that they're weakened. They have become weak. And I knew that this sacrifice that these priests did was to weaken them. And the only way they can be cleansed from this evil that Hamas, that the priests of Hamas did, killing these babies, sacrificing them to demons, is by Israel humbling themselves to God, repenting, and asking God to forgive them. Now, I was saying to my wife, maybe one of the Israelites knew, you know, they probably offered them some money to offer what this baby was in order to make, to make offer this sacrifice. It's an abomination to God. Yes, it is. Yeah. We know it is. We know it is. Of course it is. But you know what? It was done already. So after something has been done, the question is now, we need to find a solution. Okay? When Solomon allowed the queen to come and bring her God into her land and sacrifice to her God, which was human blood, babies, what happened to Solomon? God got angry, and God reduced the tribe of Israel to one for Solomon for the mercy of David. We know all that. We write that in the Bible. Yeah. So the same, excuse me, the same story, hallelujah, has been happening, my brother and sister, for so long in the Bible that God told them, hallelujah, not to do so. Hallelujah. Uh, Revelation 2.14, I remember I was reading this. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them, those that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who tavalak to cast stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto Otto, and to commit fornication. Now, what was the purpose that they were doing this, Brother Tony, as we read? If you read it careful, yeah. If you read this careful here, you will understand the purpose, why what they were teaching them, okay, to hold the doctrine of Valen and to talk, who taught Violet to cast stumbling block, mm. stumbling block, what is a stumbling block, Brother Tony? Uh, stumbling block, uh, like hindering, right? Like hindering. Or... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hindering, yeah, <clears throat> or like, uh, yeah, like not wanting to, you know, prosper, not wanting to continue some, some, something about before the children of Israel. Yeah, and that's what Hamas did in Gaza. The priest of Hamas yeah. that went and slaughtered those babies, they were sacrificing them mm -hmm. to these demons. Okay, to either things or sacrifice unto idols and to commit fornication. And why was that fornication that Hamas did violating these women? Oh, okay. Raping them, that's the word. Yeah. Okay? They did that. They made the baby sacrifice, and those young girls that were there dancing and knew that, they took them and they raped them. Fornication. Two things they did. Sacrifice to the idol and the fornication. Oh. And that, what did that do? Weaken... Uh, made a stumbling block before the children of Israel, made them weak. Yeah. Okay. You know, they, they could not be as strong as they were. Mm. So this was very planned. They planned it. This, this was very, they done this in the past. 
That's why it's in the Word of God. Okay? Yeah. So they can be a stumbling block to the children of Israel. So this is why Israel right now basically have to ask the United States for help militarily. But then Biden, whose name is Confucian, is there to confuse them and not to really help them. Okay, because Biden stands for confusion. He doesn't stand for nothing else. There, and someone had a dream of him this week. He, he was like in a pizzeria with Biden. Biden was ordering pizza, and he knew that in the darkened part, in the darkened, Obama was running the country. So Biden stands for confusion. Obama's leading the country. Okay? They're not for Israel. If Israel thinks that they can trust the United States like they've done in the past, God help them. God help Israel. We need to pray for Israel, Church of God. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray for Israel like never before. Okay? Because your enemy cannot be your friends. Your enemy cannot be your friends. Someone said, keep your enemy close. How do you say? Keep, keep your, your friend close and your enemy closer. They used to say that. Mm-hmm. Right now, Israel doesn't have a friend in the United States. A lot of people think it is, but they're wrong. And the fact of the matter is going to come to light. And it's already coming to light. Because what, what is even the media is reporting? Hamas being helped by the United States with food and weapon. Why? Aren't they saying that they're supporting Israel? That's very confusing. If your enemy needs weapon, and you say, here's more weapon. That's very confusing. Here's more money. Here's more food. Here's more clothing. That's very confusing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. You don't feed the one that's going to kill you, right? <laughs> so, you know, Biden stands for confusion and all this. And in the days to come, it's going to come clear. I talked about this months ago, last year, the year before. You know, this with this was a plan all along to bring everything to this level. We know this is the end. The Lord is about to rapture his church. We know that Israel is God's people. We need to pray for them. You know, this word is going to end. Never. It's going to end when Jesus returns in his second coming. Yeah. If you think this word is going to end, it will never end. One way or another, it started in Ukraine. Remember the Lord saying to this prophet of his, this World War III started in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine is still going on. It's already in Israel. It will be what Iran, Syria. It's going to be going around the world. Okay? They may take it from one part of the Middle East to another country. The Antichrist is leading all this. God is allowing him to do this. And he's doing it. And he's wicked. He don't care for one single person. He doesn't care. He will pay people to join him, but bastard them later on. He doesn't care. He's just going to do evil, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me see. Hallelujah. This one, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, where sacrifice of baby was offered 
Hallelujah. Well, God told them not to, but they did. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He says, to other gods. Praise you, Jesus. God with a little G. <laughs> nah. so, yeah, God with a little G. Thou, for thou shalt not worship other gods, for the Lord's name is jealous, and is a jealous God. So, does that mean that the name the name of the Lord doesn't mean jealous? Yes, yeah, so his name is jealous, yeah. Jealous, he's a jealous God, yeah. So the name of the Lord has a lot of meaning, but one of them is jealous, huh? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, God. So in heaven, I'm going around this morning. And I'm looking at all the fatling, the, the meat on the, on the tables. There were several tables. And all this meat lay on those tables beautifully, you know. I never thought that we would be going to heaven to eat meat. I don't know if we'll be allowed to eat meat now that the Lord has said not to eat meat. Maybe in heaven he'll say yes. Maybe it's the meat is so contaminated on here, you know. They said it's even RFID in the meat. And as much as you can cook it, it won't burn the RFID. They can withstand hundreds of three, four hundred uh, Fahrenheit temperature and, and not be harmed at all. So, uh, for surely, people are eating RFID without noticing. You know, we're trying to stay away. But I show you the video, even salmon in the United States being vaccinated. So we have to be careful eating so much salmon too. Okay, eat it once in a while. Fish, we're, we're going to have to just be careful with everything. Uh, uh, there's so many things we can eat differently than than, than, than fish or meat. We just got to be wise and even pray about it and say, Lord, give me wisdom. What else can I eat? The Lord is, is, is good. So as I'm walking around around all those tables, it seems to me like it was endless of table. It was a lot. Lots of table, all full of food. I mean, table from, from one end to another full of food. And you could eat as much as you want. It was not going to make you fat or hurt your stomach at all, you know. And I saw people eating, really enjoying it. With a cup on their hand, some of my brothers and sisters really happy and joyful, you know. And I'm still walking around. I'm seeing all these things. I'm seeing the Lord giving people crown. Then I said, to my brothers and sisters, who will come with me down to the great tribulation? First, I said, well, I wanted to come down because a sister came out to me and said, Brother Elvie, why are you so serious, Brother Elvie? And I said, there are people out there suffering, you know. I would like to come down and bring them clothing and food. But up here, we cannot even tell time. We don't even know how many years passed. And then the Lord... Uh, I saw Brother Tony going to the Lord and said, Lord, do I have to come? I don't really want to go. <laughs> and the Lord said, you don't have to go if you don't want. So, okay. I said, what am my brother doing? <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. He is, I always told him he's free in Christ. You don't need to worry. His choice. Amen. We're free in the Lord. That's, that's one thing. Okay, so then, brothers and sisters there, you know, we, you know, Brother Tony, his glorified body, see a group of other brothers and sisters in the glorified body. 
I was rejoicing. Wow, thank you for seeing my brothers and sisters. But I said, Lord, you know, so my brothers and sisters said they didn't want to come. None of them wanted to come. I had to come down by myself. So, okay, okay. So I said, Lord, can I come down? And Jesus said, yes, my son, you may. So I came down. I come down. Let me tell you, I asked the Lord how, how many years have passed. The Lord said three or more years. So I come down, and it was about three, three and a half years already passed. You know how the United States looked when I came down? I came over the north, Massachusetts. But I was coming down like to the center of the country. United States looked like when you have cooked with, with um, like a bonfire. Yes. And you and and the next day it's all black, right? The wood have been consumed and all that. And and um all you see like charcoal, black. It was all black. Russia and China, Iran and all them and North Korea and they had launched so many nuclear weapons. United States was no more. You can hardly even find life. I had to run from the middle of the country all the way north looking for people. I could hardly find anyone. Even the building, most of the buildings and houses were all gone. There was like a little house here burned standing here, or some of the sticks standing, and then miles you could go. I can't even recognize the United States anymore. Black, 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 black. My brother and sister. And as I head to the north, I noticed that all city were gone. All city were gone. So Boston were gone. New York, all the city are gone. So I head up on north, north part of New Hampshire, I remember, the wooden part, because I saw some of the wooden still standing. And I see a brother there. He was a minister of worship in our church, I remember, Hector his name. I said, hey, Hector, Alvy, what are you doing here? You know, we know that you went home with the bride, with the church. And I said, yes. I came back to, to bring you guys clothing and food, I said. He said, you should just go back, he says to me. Shalom, Brother Miguel. He said, you should just go back to me. I said, you know, I just came down from the wedding to help out, I said to him. He says, no, you should just return. And I'm like, why is he, instead of thanking me for the help, he says to me, you should just return. You know, he said, you have no idea the evil down here, he says to me. You have no idea. He says, I preach about all these things before they came. He said, oh, we know. And we know that you left also with the church. So I said, you know, you know, I looked at the floor. You know what I saw a lot down on the earth? You know all these hardware stores, tools, especially at North. They were all on the ground. You can step on expensive, expensive tools everywhere. And I said to him, why are all these tools, sockets and, and wrenches and all that on the floor, expensive ones? He said, what are they good for? They're not good to us anymore, he says. You know, he says, look, when you see how life is, there's no life anymore. And I said, oh, it makes sense. You know, nothing else matters. There was not a single Walmart, Home Depot, nothing. Not a single hardware store, which is a lot of North. Nothing. The whole country is burned by nuclear weapons. Destroyed. Life is hell. 
It's like the word, the correct word for the earth after the great tribulation began is hell on earth. Hell on earth. And this, a lot of people stay behind. But it's going to be hell on earth. This is why the mystery grace of the great tribulation, I call it, is the mercy of Father for not allowing people to die. Because there's nothing more that the devil, death in them, would like to do is kill people. But God says, no, you cannot for seven years. They can torment people all they want all day long, but not kill them. That gives people the chance to repent, my brother and sister. And I'm going around, and all I see is death everywhere. No life at all. Trees after the nuclear weapon has been launched. We're trying to come back again. And we're having a hard time coming back because of the lack of light, the lack of sun. Because the sun is black and the moon is blood. Okay? It's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. The earth has not experienced such an evil, such a judgment. It looks like they surprised the United States with nuclear weapons. Right now, Russia has thousands of submarines at the coast of the U.S. China has thousands of submarines and all these other nations full of nuclear weapons. One Russian missile has 300 nuclear weapons inside. They have over two, 300. Each nuclear submarine has like two or 300 missiles in it. You can imagine the, the, the vast destruction they're going to create on this nation. There will be no more. After the church is gone, no more. It will be the end. Someone said that Moscow also will be the end of it. But they, they got their, their places everywhere in Russia. Russia will be because the secret 38 tells you that Russia and China are still well off. Because they're going to then now come together to go fight the Lord in his return with his army. But that that's, that's their end, though. That's their end. They... they, they they will have no chance, my brother and sister, against the Lord. You know, they, yeah, they're going to wipe out the United States. But you know what? The Lord says, Benjamin is mine. This nation was raised by God. And God alone can destroy it. God can allow them to do this, but they're going to have to answer to God. I believe part of the Benjamin of the Lord against Russia and China and them, and North Korea and them, is because destroying the United States was not their best choice. It's not the best choice. They're going to pay for that. Because this country was raised by the Lord. And and Bible says very clear, God gives life, but only God takes it. So you cannot take something that God gives. No. God gave it, God takes it. Let the name of the Lord be blessed, Joseph. It's not for anyone to intervene in the things of God. That's why I'm being careful what I say about Israel. Israel is the apple of the eyes of God. And we have to be extremely careful what we say, my brother and sister. But look, they gave Jesus a crown of thorn on his head. They put it together and they gave it to him. They put it on his head. And the, the question is, why did Jesus have to have a crown of thorn, brother Tony, a thorn on his head? Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it represents... Uh uh, the curse, you know, the curse uh, and uh, sin, 
you know, because of it says that, you know, he came to restore what was lost. Um, you know, he's called the second Adam, right? So he came to restore what, you know, what was lost, you know. Um, he took all the sins, uh, you know, thorn representing the curse of sin. You can read it here, Genesis 17, 317. Yeah. And said, uh, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall, shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread until thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So that third point and thistle that, that Adam has to deal with, Jesus, Messiah, took this on the crown of thorn on his head. Okay? And, and that's, wow, that is painful. But it has to be this way. I believe in order for us to eat anything from the ground, because you, you want to eat fruit, or you want to have the chance to eat the good fruit of the ground, you know? So they said they, they have planted a crown of thorns. They put up on his head and reap up his right hand. They bowed their knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail the king of the Jews. Okay? So it's a mockery. It's an evil action that they have done. My brothers, this is mocking the Lord this way. But it has to be this way in order for God to restore yeah. what Adam has destroyed. My brothers and sisters, that's, that's, that's incredible. That is incredible. That has to be this way. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So it says that when you see Jerusalem compassed with army, okay, Know that the desolation is nine. It's happening right now. Right now, they are compassed with army. Okay? And people are wondering what happened. Well, that's Matthew 27, 29. That's what's happening at this very moment. Amen? So, uh, by reading the word, you immediately understand that what we're seeing, like this verse 32, Verily I said unto you, this generation shall not pass away till be fulfilled. So now he, what people that are alive now are compromised to either go home in a rapture or stay behind. Now it's, it's up to us now. Yeah. Every single human being right now needs to make the decision whether to get ready to go home in the rapture or to stay behind. Right. Because this, this this is where we are. Okay? Very extent, this generation should not pass away. So this be fulfilled. So he has to keep the people now alive just for this. This, this is not easy for anyone. That's why it's so hard for us. And then he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but now my word shall pass away. Now he gave us a warning now. Yeah. Take heed to yourself. Bless. At any time, your heart be overcharged. 
Wet. What is this? Uh, surfeiting. Drunkenness. The scare of life. And the day come upon on. What is that? Unaware. Nowhere. Yeah. It's gonna come yeah. whether people are ready or not. Yeah. Because it's unaware. Yeah. And anything unaware is what? Sudden. Sudden. Yeah. Not expected. Right. You know? It just comes. Yeah. And the Lord is about to do that. I knew this in heaven this morning. That the Lord is gonna come for us at any day, any hour. Yeah. And now is the time. Because he said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by army, know that this is. Well, it is now surrounded by, by army. This is it. Jesus is, Jesus is saying, I'm my way now. I'm on my way now. Whether people are ready or not. Whoever's ready comes home. Whoever's not ready will have to stay behind. Shalom, Sister Luna. So whatever people are planning, you got to plan it in the Lord. You got to plan the Lord first in your plan. Don't plan, plan without Jesus. Plan your plan in the plan of God. It's very important. Okay? Plan your plan in the plan of God. Let the plan of God be your plan before your plan. It's very important. It may sound like a little, but you understand now when I read this to you. I'm going to have Brother Tony read it. Go ahead, Brother. And read Matthew 14, 7, 14. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. What life? Life, yeah. Uh, well, the Lord, you know, the Lord is life, so. Leading unto the life. Yeah. And that life, that's eternal life. Yeah. You want to be lead to that. What does he say? Uh, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and a few there be a, be there find it so how do you find it <laughs> yeah you, you can yeah the Lord is the only one that can uh, get us there but it's, it's, it's the same as uh, he called many but few are chosen few are chosen so it's really narrow. Yeah. Keep reading, Mother. Yeah. It says, uh, 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. How do you, how do you recognize a ravening wolf when it comes to you, Brother Tony? Yeah, because on the outside, you know, it seems all good and everything. You know, it looks... It looks but it's, it's all in the inside, the heart. You know? that's, that's a wolf ready to attack you. Yeah. Ravening wolf, mm -hmm. he's come to attack you. Okay? But wolf comes to kill mm. and eat. Yeah. And they have to be quiet, very quiet, and to try to surprise their, their prey. Mm. And this wolf that is coming to us is of the enemy, like the serpent, mm -hmm. like a cobra trying to hunt. And, and But inwardly, he knows exactly what he wants, kill. That's what the things are. 
And we need to beware of them. Go ahead, read verse 16. Yeah. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Now, how do you know them by their fruit? By their fruits, yeah. They're not talking about fruit like apple, pear, or all that. Yeah. Talking about the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, that's what I was. He's not telling us how to make a, a, a salad. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is not making a salad. This is this is God revealing to us yeah. that He should know them by the fruit. Yeah. And but you know, like wolf, since it's inwardly, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily see the fruit. So they can look to you like a sheep. And it's hard for you to say, is he of God or he's not of God? Is he a God or is he not a God? So then how do you know them by the fruit? Because they're speaking the gospel. They're preaching. They're in the pulpit. They, they're famous. They got plenty of books. How do you know them? Yeah. <laughs> the Lord said there's nothing hidden, right? Exactly. That's one way. There's nothing that will not come out to lie. Then that's the foundation of knowing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing hidden. And anyone, and anywhere of us, we're open books yeah. that anyone can read. If we have any faults in us, people can see it. It's open. It's an open book. We're open books to everyone. Yeah. And this is why when we ourselves are failing the Lord in one way or another, like I was telling you earlier, right? Yeah. What is that strong desire that I have to come to the great tribulation and help our people? Mm-hmm. Is that of God or is that my desire? So I have to repent for the desire and seek that the Lord will help me not to. Yeah. You know, we're open books, brother. People can see. Like I tell you, you can say no because we're free in Christ to say no, to say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I told people years ago, if if you hear me saying something that is not right, even from the Bible or anything, let me know. Mm-hmm. Don't. We are correctable. Yeah. We're supposed to receive correction. Sure. You know. In truth, not in lie. Because some people are not standing in truth. They cannot correct anyone. It has to be when the Lord says, okay, you may do that. You can correct this. Like you say, Lord, you're showing me this about this person. The Lord said, yeah, go speak to that person. And then you say, okay, you're saying that in love. You're saying that in the Lord. You have the backing of the Lord in it. But some people don't have the backing of the Lord. They got the backing of the flesh, not of the spirit. Mm-hmm. You get the backing of the Lord, that's the backing of the spirit. Yeah. The backing of the flesh, that's wrong. That's where mm-hmm. sin and fault come. That's right. yeah. mm-hmm. Very important. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's important. Okay? You should know them by the fruit. Do men gather grape on thorn? It's a question. Mm-hmm. And that will help you to discern. Yeah. Do men gather grape from thorn? The question, the answer is no. Or fake from thistle? No. So what did Jesus say? Let your no be known, your yes be yes. That is a way of discerning. We should never say maybe. Because are yes supposed to be yes or no? No. Anything proceed out of what? Out of the enemy. Yeah. Out of evil. That's right. So every time we say maybe, that proceeds out of evil. Mm-hmm. 
Is this not proceed a yes or no? Because we should be yes or our answer should be no. Remember Pastor saying, why do people think that yes is more anointed than no? Why? Why make yes more anointed than no? And then he said, no, they're both anointed the same. So saying no to someone, yeah. saying no to something, it's okay in the Lord. God will not hold it against you. But if you keep saying maybe to the situation, God will hold that against you. Because we will give answer for every idle word of our mouth, Jesus says. Yeah. And that's maybe included. That's an idle word because if proceed out of the evil is an idle word. Yeah. <laughs> maybe don't proceed out of God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So even so, every good tree bringing forth good fruit. It can only be one way with God. Yeah. Good leads to good. But corrupt tree bring forth evil fruit. Okay? Why do a person bring out evil fruit? Uh, it says it's corrupted, right? Uh, corrupt brings you know, we, we may not know how the evil one got into someone's life, yeah. but by the fruit, we know that they did mm. and discernment. Yeah. If a person is acting evil, the evil got to the person. Now, we don't know how it did. What, what is the open door to evil getting into that person's life? But the fruit, Jesus is saying, mm. we know it by the fruit. That evil is there because evil fruit is coming out of the person. That's why I tell you, when someone comes to argue, someone can disagree with us all day long, okay. It's fine, yes. But when someone comes to argue with us, that's wrong. That's a sign of evil fruit. Why is that evil doing that? How did that evil got to that person? We don't know. We just need to know that it's there. Discernment and keep it away from us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Say no. Because when we allow it, it will contaminate us. Yeah. You see? Verse 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. It cannot. Oh, but I heard this man of God, this woman of God said this and that. Listen. Remember what Jesus said, yes or no. Yeah. There's no in between. It's, e- it's good or it's evil. Mm-hmm. It's good always. It's been good. It's been for God. It doesn't mean that people don't make mistakes now. Mm-hmm. People do make mistakes because we are in this fallen body and we will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But based on our, on our weakness, yeah. true is not based on our weakness. True is true. Right. Mm-hmm. So, we cannot justify evil for good. That's why, what is the fear of the Lord? What is the beginning of the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is to hate, to hate evil. evil. Yeah. How come people think it's to love evil? God did not told us to love evil. God told us to love our enemy, mm-hmm. but not to love what they do. Right. Yeah. You can love someone who been like a murderer. Like, God sent me to prison to minister to murder people doing life. Did I love what they did? No. I hate what they did. But I love the person because I want the person to be in safe. Right. 
You see the difference? Yeah. You cannot confuse both and mix it together and make a soup out of it. Because we can do that. Humanity has done that for many years. And think that God will justify it. God doesn't justify that. God will God is yes or no. Straightforward. Yeah. To help us understand where, we, where we're standing. Verse 19. Go ahead. Uh, every tree that bringeth, that bringeth not forth good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. So now let's, let's, let's understand here. Verse 19. You got a good tree here, supposedly. Okay. That that bringing out four good fruit. What are God going to do with that tree? Uh, Hoon means cut, right? Cut. cut. It's on the cut. It cannot stand in the throne of God. It cannot stand in the kingdom of God. It has to be cut down. It has to be in the Lord who take vengeance. It's the one who knows what is good and what is not. That's why we base our leading in the Lord. We have to have the Lord lead us in all this. Remember when I said we cannot trust even ourselves? We have to have the Lord who is good, who knows the things to lead us, to teach us, and all this. So we know exactly what, what decision to make. Verse 20. Therefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Now, how do we come to the knowledge by the fruit, Brother Tony? Um, it says, uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, the fruit, uh, the fruits of the spirit, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I've been watching experts yeah. on fruit tree naturally. I've been studying that a lot for months and years now, and they they can tell you what kind of tree is it by the fruit. Mm-hmm. An example. That's how they become experts. They study fruit. They study seeds. They do this study, history and all that, and and they become expert in it. But Jesus said, like Jesus said, by the fruit you should know them. Yeah. A tree, you know it by the fruit. Sometimes even, you know, the the people that sell apple, like in the supermarket, they want to have big, red, delicious apple. They they know specifically by professional that they hire that the only way to get those apples, those fruits, that juicy, big and red and all that for commercial, you have to have a really special tree that can produce that. And it's going to take a mix of other fruits into the tree, grafted into the tree, in order to produce that kind of apple. So they know very well how to get that to to bring to market. And it costs a lot of, even millions of dollars for the knowledge alone. So in the Lord, we can become very knowledgeable of fruits, of the fruit, the spirit uh, the spirit fruit by walking with the Lord and asking the Lord all kinds of questions mm-hmm. and searching in the Bible and the spirit and the word, God will reveal us even more knowledge for us to know on the sermon and knowing uh, people, person, because a good person of God cannot go out with it and kill people, rape people, steal and do all that. That's impossible. A good man of God, a good woman of God is humble. 
It's meek. First of all, it's for God first. Yeah. Any man, any woman of God, the first thing they have with God is a good relationship with God. They know their Lord. And the, as Jesus said, my sheep know me, and I know them. Yeah. So there's a good relationship with the Lord, a person of God, who 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 can advise other people, who can give someone a good advice. It's because we have to be walking with the Lord and talking with the Lord and listening to the Lord and the Lord teaching us yeah. these things through his word. It takes time. It takes years. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. Yeah. So all these things come from the Spirit, come from the Lord teaching us, walking with him. Things that, you know, we want to know. The Lord will teach us and reveal to us and say, hey, my child, this is the way it is. Because we all need to learn, and the Lord is, is, is the perfect rabbi. Yeah. Remember how I began the Lord's Tower years ago? Uh, I kept saying, our rabbi, our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Our teacher, our rabbi, our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we want to be focused on Jesus. Not on any man or woman, but on the Lord alone. Knowing that he's a teacher, a rabbi, that he teaches us, he leads us, he guides us. He's there for us 24 hours. And if you learn to depend only on Jesus, he's available for us 24 hours. We can only be available only a few hours a day. But remember the, the, the teaching of the, of, the, of the great men of God who had a, a, a month-planned Hawaiian vacation. And, and this man, you know, the church always depends on the pastor to pray for the sick and God will heal the sick. And this, this, this month of June, the pastor had this trip to Hawaii, and and it was all planned. It was a two-week travel, and right in the middle of that vacation, there was a storm in Hawaii. The power had power the outages. The cell phone was not even working, and and the men could not get have the elder get a hold of the pastor because his child was like dying in the hospital, and and, and they were telling the, the the father and the mother that the child had very few days to live. And the, immediately the pastor called the elder and the deacon and said, hey, you need to get a hold of the pastor. He needs to come and pray for my child. And the deacon, the elder, was calling. Uh, we could not get through. They got to the operator and said, what's going on? There been a storm in Hawaii. Uh, the communications are down. I'm sorry, but the, the service needs to be restored. It's going to take days, maybe even weeks. We're so sorry. So they let the man know this, the, the elder know this. The elder said, look, listen, uh, they cannot be. Can we go pray for your son? He said, no, I need the pastor. You need to get the pastor here because if the pastor doesn't come in two or three days, my son is going to die. But the pastor could not get there in those three days. His son ended up dying. So a month later, I believe it was a month or a week later, the man is in front of the pastor said, Pastor, I know that if you were here and you would have prayed for my son, my son would have not died. Why do you do this to me, Pastor? Why do you let my son die? I trust you. I, I've been a member of your church for years. I've been giving my tithes and offering faithfully. And not one time have I failed giving my tithes and offering. And you let my son die, Pastor. Why? And the pastor explained the same thing. I had a planned vacation for June, like every year. There was a power outages. 
because of storm in Hawaii, no communication. I did not know what was happening. I could not just come quickly. Why didn't you let the elder pray for your son? Or why didn't you pray for your son? Pastor, you know that in every emergency like this, we have you to pray for our children. The pastor said, but listen, God can also hear your prayer. You can also lay hand on the sick and be healed. Why didn't you pray for your son? Here's the teaching. You need to learn to depend on Jesus, not on men. A pastor can be there as much as he can for you, but not in every case it's possible. But to Jesus, there's nothing impossible. There's nothing that can hold him back for being there for you. And if you learn to put Jesus first in your life, if you learn to call upon his name, if you learn to depend on him to help you, he can be there any day, at any hour, at any time, during the storm. No matter how bad the storm is, Jesus can be there with you and for you. Please, I beg of you, learn to depend on Jesus. It's a problem of idolatry to depend on men. Please learn to depend on Jesus. You don't need anyone to pray for you. But if you ask Jesus, in my own experience, I told you this. I have men pray on me, and I was not set free completely. I fasted and prayed to have Jesus. I read the Bible, the Word of God. And when I got to look to John 8, 36, my brother insisted, I'm going to take you there a minute. This is important. Hallelujah, Lord. John A, I want to show you in John A. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 31. I'm going to start in 31 to 36. I want to read this to you. Please listen. This is important. This is life and death. We're going home soon. I'm going to start in 30. He spoke those words. Many believed in him. These already became believers of Christ. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed in him. They're already believers. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciple indeed. This is not just calling yourself disciple. You need to be a disciple indeed. Indeed is in truth. And you should know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. This is when you stay in the Word every day. You're being set free by the Word. You're being cleansed. 33. They answer him, we are Abraham's seed. We never been in bondage of any man. How sayest thou you should make me free? Jesus answered them, verily, truthfully, I say unto you. He said it twice. Whosoever committed sin, it is a servant of sin. There are many people servant of sin. That need to be set free. The servant abide not in the house forever, but the son abide forever. Servant get kicked out, but the son stay in. You want Jesus to stay in your life forever. Verse 36. What happens when you stay in your life forever? If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free Truly, which means indeed. He wants to set you free. 
He came to set the captive free. You might be captive by any thought. Take a captive in Christ, to the mind of Christ. Whatever holding you captive, demon, sin, you need to learn to depend on Jesus. Not on men, not on men. You need to ask the Lord. When I asked the Lord through fasting and prayer to come and lay hand on me, Jesus came, I remember. When he touched me, fire came out of his hand. And whatever was going on in my life, he was setting me free there 100%. The fire and anointing from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I was, I was on my knees praying. I don't know how many hours. But the fire of Jesus' hand came over my head. Whatever was in me ran as a coward far away from me. Never came back to me, I remember. As a new Christian in the Lord, over 30 years ago, he set me so free, my brother insisted, that I could pray for people to be healed. They were healed. I can lead people to the Christ, and they were left to the Lord. And the street, I could pray for people and be healed right there at that moment. I pray for the dead. The Lord raised the dead. doesn't matter what happened. Because the power of God came over my life so strong that with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, I went to do ministry. And the Lord did not leave me shame. I will lay hand on the sick. They will be healed. And they will be testifying to other people. Like the Samaritan woman. This man pray for me and God heal me. They will say to the multitude of the people around, my brother and sister, dead children, dead people, I will lay hand and the Lord will raise them back. He will not leave me to shame. I proclaim that they will be healed, that they will be raised in the name of the Lord and raise my hand there. And the Lord did it in the hospital, in the homes, anywhere I was. The Lord did it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to Jesus, not to me, anybody else. He did for years without leaving to shame. Hallelujah. When I came here on the Lord's Tower in the beginning, we pray for the sick. We pray for people. All we did was healing in the beginning. There was so much healing that people thought this program would be all about healing. So many people were being healed. The people thought that we were going to be here 12 years before the rapture, maybe, and be all about healing. I said, it's not about healing. Even when the Lord was doing the healing, I said, it's not about all that. Because if you don't learn about Jesus and have a relationship with him, what is that healing is going to do for you? Mm-hmm. I have people who, who were in wheelchair that got healed and went about their life and never turned back. How did the healing help the person who was in a wheelchair? If the person got up, Went and got a job and forgotten about the Lord's hour and not listening anymore. Forgot about seeking God anymore. How did the healing from the wheelchair help that person? Tell me. You tell me. Because I don't see the benefit of that healing. Cancer, gone. The person went back to their own life, vacation, forgot about God. How did healing from the cancer help that person? You tell me. New heart, new lung. How did getting all that and going back to sing help the person? Mm-hmm. You tell me. How, how, did, how did I help the person? I don't see the benefit of it. Because the thing will be if the person is seeking God, committing their life to God, ready to go home in the rapture, but they're not. They went and got the bicing afterwards. Mm-hmm. The soul went on to hell. How did anything will help them? 
It just made me sad. I was like, Lord, I was thinking for a minute, did I do all this in vain, all this work in vain? I said, no, and never in vain because it was for the Lord. God commanded me to do it. I used to run to do it. Now I don't run anymore. I take my time. Because I used to run to see all these miracles and see hear people testify, look what God did. But then to see the person later on forsaking God and going back to doing nothing. Hallelujah. It's like we learn in the process, Brother Miguel. Brother Miguel been here from the beginning almost with us. Yeah. You know? So many people heal and save and turn their back on God later on. And then I was thinking, was all that work in vain? But then I remember it's never in vain when it's for the Lord. Right. It's that it makes you sad when you see it. Mm-hmm. You know? It just makes you sad because you want people that when the Lord do a healing in their life, that they testify to everybody for the person to stay faithful to the Lord for the miracle they've done. Yeah. But then turning back to sin later on or forgetting about God. Right. Because now they can go ahead and make money, have a good life and all that. Mm-hmm. What a good what do they call it a good life without Jesus? There's no good life without the Lord. That's a bad life. And all those things makes us sad as ministering the Lord for years. It makes you sad when you see all this. Mm-hmm. Then you wonder all that work. What is all that work for? But we're just being obedient for the Lord. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Lord. Oh glory to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not to us, he done it all. Amen. Hallelujah. But he just wanted these people to turn back to him because they were heading in the wrong direction. And that's what that is. Heading in the wrong direction is not good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We, we were reading. Go ahead and, and read Luke 21 to 38, Brother Tony. Yeah. You want to read it from the other Bible you like? The, uh, Thank you, Jesus. Jewish, huh? Go ahead. 21, right? Amen. 20, all the way to 37. However, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, um, then then you are to understand that she is about to be destroyed. Those in Judah must escape to the hills. Those inside the city must get out, and those in the country must not enter in, must not enter it. For these are the days of vengeance, when everything that has been written in the in the Tanakh will come true. What a terrible time it will be for a pregnant woman and nursing mothers, for there will be great distress in the land and judgment on the people. Some will fall by the edge of the sword, others will be carried into all the countries of the Goim and Jerusalem will be trampled down by the uh, by the Goim until the age of the Goim has run its course. There will appear signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on earth. Nations will be in anxiety and bewilderment at the sound and surge of the sea. As people faint with fear at the prospect of what is overtaking the world, for the powers in heaven will be shaken, and, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with tremendous power and glory. When these things start to happen, stand up and hold your head high because you are about to be liberated. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree, indeed, all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves that summer is near. 
in the same way when you see these things taking place you are you are to know that the kingdom of God is near yes I tell you that this people will certainly not pass away before it has all happened heaven and earth will pass away but my words will certainly not pass away um, but keep watch on yourselves or your hearts will become dulled by carousing, drunkenness, and the worries of everyday living. And that, and that day will be sprung upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will close in on everyone, no matter where they live, throughout the whole world. Stay alert, always praying that you will, that you will have the strength to escape all these things that will happen and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. Yeshua spent his days at the temple teaching while at night he went out and stayed out on the hill called the Mount of Olives. All the people would rise with the, uh, would rise with the dawn to come and hear him at the temple courts. Amen. So he was telling them of all these things to come before his return, my brother and sister, because that's how close it is now. That's why I was saying about the prophet Joel, Joel chapter 2, because everything that Joel said, my brother and sister, in the chapter 2, it's happening right now. Blow the shofar in Zion. Amen. Sounds the, the trumpet. Blow the horn, the, the ram horn, this Bible said in Zion. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Everyone who live in the land to tremble, because the day of the Lord is coming certainly is near. Why are they trembling now in Israel? Because Israel is surrounded by the nations. The God said that we were surrounding them in the last days. That is why, okay? This is why. Blow the ram. Blow the horn. Blow the trumpet, somebody. What's this? The blood of the trumpet. Why the, the, the blow of the trumpet? The blow of the trumpet is the last, the rapture trumpet is what they call the departure trumpet. When in Israel, before they sound the last trumpet, the Paul said that it will sound for the church, it was a departure trumpet. That was the trumpet when the, you have to be ready. If you were not ready when that trumpet was sound, because let me tell you, the, the, the watchmen on the wall, the watchmen in the high tower in the mountain will be watching. And they will sound the last shofar. They first will sound six shofar before, just like the seven shofar. And all the shofar were a different warning. When the last shofar was sound, you had to move. You could not stay there. If you did, you know what happened? The enemy will come with a sword and overpower you quickly and kill you. You will be dead right away. Jesus told me the other day and showed me that if we don't get out of here very soon, like very, very soon, we're going to see people turning into beasts. My friend told me in the Great Tribulation this morning, future, that he said, Elvie, when I came down from the wedding after three and a half years to the earth this morning, he says, Elvie, we only have about, about three hours before we turn again. And I said to him, I preach about this on my program. I knew this. He says, we didn't believe you. We had a hard time believing you. 
Elvis. But he says one thing to me that reminded me what I heard the bassinator said to me in hell. He says to me, our government deceive us. And I remember that same word was said to me. The Lord wanted me to hear this, that the government had deceived the people staying behind. Instead of trusting the word of God through God's messenger or reading the Bible, they trusted on the government to get the vaccine. And now they find out they've been deceived. But there's nothing they can do to get themselves out of the great tribulation. Well, they can call upon the name of the Lord in which they can be saved. Yes, but they still are there. They're still going through horrible situations. Better than being in hell, though, I tell you that right now. But it's difficult. It's difficult. This is why we, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, we need to understand what's happening now. Now, the people of the land is trembling, right? Look what happened after the, the, the church disappeared, verse 2. In the days of darkness and gloom, a day that cloud and overcast sky, large, mighty army, large, mighty army. How many people are heading to the Middle East? At least from the United States, 25 million very soon. Yeah. Six million from Iran. Okay? You will have in the Middle East soon... Ready to fight. Over 100 million people ready to fight in the desert of Iran to fight it out between each other. Nothing that had died closer in in Ukraine will come close to the people that are about to die in the wilderness of Iran. This is going to be terrible. At least now you and I are on this program telling them to repent and to turn to Jesus. And to seek the Lord, because the Antichrist is leading the, these leaders to lead them into the wilderness. China is going to send their millions. Russia is going to send their millions. Every single country is going to send millions to fight it out in the desert of Iran. What will be the outcome? Death. Death over all of them. You and I have been given the opportunity to be witness to them now. Because Jesus said, ye are my witnesses, Mm -hmm. to tell them to repent. Tell them on your YouTube page. Tell them on your Facebook page. Tell people to repent at least one last time before the trumpet sounds, because it's going to sound any day, my brother and sister, any day now before it's delayed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Large army. Mighty army was spread over the mountain like a dawn. Nothing like this has ever happened. Look how the prophet describes it. Nothing like this has ever happened. Nothing like this will ever happen again. Who does he sound like, Brother Tony? Well, he said it will not happen again. Who does he sound like? It, uh, it sounds like, uh, uh, you mean like the Great Tribulation? Or... Like what Jesus said. Oh, yeah. He sounds like the Lord. Yeah. Because it was the Lord that says, like it will never been before, like it will never be again. Yeah. He says, nothing like this, and this Bible translation will ever happen again. Mm-hmm. And nothing like this will ever happen again. We're talking about, brother, yeah. the worst of the worst. These, these are lives. You know, 
large army. And he uses the word mighty, which that point to fallen angel. Yeah. Fallen angel, okay, which a lot of people now are saying and I recognize. The Father showed me almost two weeks ago, fallen angel in every federal building in the United States, in government buildings. I could not see so many of them like I saw this time. I'm not going to say I could not believe because we have to believe. I could not see so many of them because I saw so many. Each building has several of them, and they were all handling computers, servers, and all that. My brother and sister, God wanted to show me that the unthinkable it's already happening among us. And just because you don't see it, it doesn't mean it's not happening. But if you want to see, ask the Lord to show you. Ask him. Jesus said, ask and thou shall receive. Just ask him. Do not doubt. Because it doesn't get you anywhere. You can spend 40, 50, 80 years in doubt, and it won't get you anywhere. Only faith brings you to the other side. Only faith opened the Jordan. Only faith opened the Red Sea. It was not thou. Thou did not get them across. It was only faith. If you want to get to the other side, faith will get you there. Not thou and unbelief. If you got thou and unbelief, you won't be able to cross to the other side. Pharaoh and his soldiers did not make it to the other side in their doubt and unbelief. They did not make it. The children of Israel trusting God through faith. The leftover of the children of Israel, 350,000 out of 6 million. You know, that's why what I see in Israel right now, 9 million. In the times of Gideon, how many were they? How many did they end it up with, in case you're wondering? Remember that, brother Tony? Yeah. How many did Gideon ended up with? Yeah, he he had a large. He ended up with three hundred. Right? Out of a large multitude. Yeah. Out of millions. How do you end up with three hundred three hundred people out of millions? God. Yeah. God was the one who decided that that's the way it's going to be. Mm. You know, it, this this was not Gideon's plan. What was Gideon's plan? Gideon's plan was. To get us as, as a large soldier as, it, as the enemy. If you can confront the enemy with the same amount of people that they have, you say, well, this gives us a good chance, right? Mm-hmm. Or even with more people than what your enemy has. Yeah. But not with God. God doesn't work that way. This is the 9 million people in Israel today. That's too many people. That's too many people for God to give them the victory. Isn't that what God told Gideon? Yeah. <laughs> Have God changed? The Bible says that God doesn't change. That he is the same yesterday, Gideon, and today, Israel. God cannot change the way he is because uh, people compassion. Well, people today have so much technology. I got to change my plan. I got to change my mind because there's too many technology on the earth. You know, it doesn't work that way with him. That's why I said to the people, we have to refer back to the Bible. And, and, and if it fits 
according to the Bible, it, it fits. But it, if it doesn't fit, what I hear in the media today, what I hear even from people today, it doesn't fit the Bible. It just doesn't fit. God, it just, the way God has done it in the past and the way things are being done today, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. It's, it's, not, it's not biblical. The biblical way of God is to reduce it to a number that he sees it fit. I'm going to tell you the last day number that we have in the Bible. Out of 9 million. Are you ready? Are you ready for a biblical number out of 9 million people? In the Bible, let me give you the number. 144,000. 12,000 out of every tribe. Revelation 7, Revelation 9. Yeah. That's, that's the right number for God out of 9 million people. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we are we near 144,000? 12,000 out of every tribe. You see, we got we got it. God has given us a number, yeah. and we got to look up. For, I, I'm looking for that number, and I'm looking into that number, and I'm comparing it with nine million people in Israel today. God said it will be 144,000, 12,000 out of every tribe. I don't think we're there. So what's gonna have to happen in order to get there? You know, you know, everything is gonna work itself out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just be careful with people. Pray for God protection over your life. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, uh, hallelujah. Just pray for your family. Love your family. Do not love what they're doing. You know, God, God is good. He's about to take us out. Be merciful. God wants us to be merciful. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let me, hallelujah. We have some audio that I wanted to play. Hallelujah. Join us on Tuesday night. Well, God willing, if the rapture has not happened yet, we will go ahead and, and uh, I want you to hear this. This uh, Someone sent me a vaccination dream that someone has. I want you to hear this, and then I'll play the other audio. Listen to this. Thank you, Lord. I had a dream that I was talking to some relatives of mine. As I was talking to them, I was wondering to myself if they took the mark of the beast. And I can't say what it is. Let me just say this right now because I know I have some new people on my channel. The mark of the beast is being distributed in multiple forms, not just one form. And that was one of the tricks of Satan. He convinced people that it would only be in one form. And God showed me in multiple dreams that it's in multiple forms. So anyway, in the dream, I was wondering about whether they took it or not. And I was trying to think of a way to ease it into the conversation. And finally, I did. And I asked them that were present if any of them took it. And two of my male relatives said that they took one dose. They was like, oh, I just took one dose. And they said that they took this dose that they didn't think it was harmful. They thought it was a good brand. That's what they were saying. They was like, well, this brand wasn't a bad brand. And I knew in a dream that the brand that they took was the mark of the beast. There's no such thing as a good brand. And I knew that. I was saying that in a dream in my mind. There's no such thing as a good brand. And that's the mark of the beast. 
and I could see it in them. And when they told me that they had taken one dose of it, I knew before they had told me, I said, them two, they took it because I could see it in them, literally in the dream. I could see that they had taken it. And one of them was very ill, very sick, had all kind of illnesses. And they didn't put it together that it was because they had taken that one dose. And I knew that it was making them sick because that poison was running through them, running through their system. And so anyway, I had another relative, a female relative, and she knew that I was struggling financially. And she said that she was going to help me out. She was like, I'm going to start sending you money and helping you out. But when it came time for her to send me money, she gave the money to someone else. And I was just kind of looking at that like, okay. And also, I almost forgot to say this part. When they told me that they had taken this mark of the beast that was going out, and they took it in tablet form. In the dream, they had it in tablet form. And I can tell you they are distributing this thing in tattoo form, injections, tablet form, and in other ways. And even before we even had the pandemic, they was administering it in chips. So that is what the Lord showed me. Satan has multiple ways, multiple forms that he has been giving people the mark of the beast. And I told you all that. I warned about that. And I didn't even list all the forms, by the way. Those were just the ones that came to my mind. So anyway, when they told me that they had taken one dose of it, they could sense that I was uneasy about that. And they asked me if I was ever shown anything prophetic about it. And I said, yes. I said, before the pandemic ever came, I had dreams and I was shown that the pandemic was going to come. It was going to start in China and that people in the U.S. did not think it was going to come here, but I was shown it will come here. I posted that dream. I'm not even sure how many of my dreams are still up because at one point YouTube started taking a lot of them down. And so anyway, I said I had that dream before it ever came. I also had a dream about the quarantine, but I didn't tell them that in the dream. I was just telling them that I saw the pandemic and I said I saw the injections. And I said that in my dream, I was shown that it was going to be in two doses. And I had never, you guys, seriously, I'm going on 50 years old. I don't remember ever hearing a procedure like that given in two injections. So I had never seen that before that I recall in my life. So I was really shocked in the dream because I was like, it's two of them. They want you to get one and then they want you to come back and get another one. And once you get the second one, it makes you way worse. And in my first dream that I had about it, I was shown that it was toxic poison and that's what I was telling them. But I was thinking in my head how I had multiple dreams after that. And I was shown that it's not just toxic poison. It's the mark of the beast. And I was shown that point blank that it was changing people's DNA. I was shown all of that. It's changing their DNA. It's changing their personality, making them more aggressive towards the saints and in general and things of this nature. And that is making them sick. And so I didn't tell them all that. I was just thinking it because I was thinking they already took it. And I said to myself, it's no point in telling them that at this point. And one of them asked me, he said, well, what can I do? Because I've already taken it. And I looked at him and I didn't want to say nothing. It's nothing you can do. I didn't want to say that. And I just told him, pray and repent. But I had a knowing in the dream that it was probably useless. But I told him anyway, I just said, pray and repent. That's how I handled that. 
And so anyway, this dream was unlike other dreams I had in the past because in the other dreams that I had, I had never been shown that some people thought that the form that they took was harmless because that's what they thought. They said, oh, but this is a good brand. This is not the bad brands. This is not made by the bad people. That's what they were trying to tell me. But it was bad. And the Lord gave me a dream before where he showed me multiple ways of how it's bad, not just the poison. But he showed me that taking it meant that they was putting their trust in the government over God and that that is the number one test of anyone in his life is to put your faith in God over man. That's what it's all about. That's what we all have to get to that point where we put all our faith and trust in God over man. And they took it. And I forgot to say this part. They told me, both of them told me they had to take it for their job. And I know what their job is. And in the dream, I was thinking about their job. And they both said we had to take it for our job. So they chose to fear man over God. And I was thinking that in a dream when they said that to me. I was saying to myself, wow, they chose man over God. And that's what God showed me is a judgment against them. Those people that take the mark of the beast voluntarily to save their jobs, to save face with family members and people at their schools and different people in general to choose doctors over God and things of this nature. God showed me in a dream is because they believe in man. They believe in entities outside of God over God. And that is a judgment against them. I was shown that point blank. They have failed the test of life. Point blank. They have failed the test of life. And that is how God showed it to me. And I was also shown that as soon as they take that poison, it starts running through their system and tearing them up as soon as they take it. And I knew that in this dream when I was looking at them. Before they even told me, I could tell. I said, those two have taken it. And then they confessed that, yeah, that they were the ones who had taken it. There's another pandemic that is coming. Those of you that have been on my channel for a while, you know that I have warned that there is another pandemic. It's going to be way worse than what we've seen, way worse. And I have been shown that people will be dropping dead right before people, like literally talking to someone and them just drop dead right in front of you. And that this pandemic was literally released on purpose. And they expect people to be so afraid, fear for their lives. And don't run to God. Don't start quoting scripture. No, they want you to run to the government. And then I saw in these dreams that they will be giving people these poisons, new poisons that will be worse than the other ones. And I was shown that they will drop dead. They will start dropping dead, just like the other people they saw dropping dead in front of them. And so I just want to encourage those who have kept themselves all this time, don't start freaking out, especially if you've lost family members to this and everything like that. And I know that's hard, you guys. I'm not insensitive. But seriously, you need to move on. You need to move on because we have war right now, okay? This is a war. This is a war for your soul, okay, for your soul. Instead of worrying about everybody else's soul, this is a war for your soul, and you have to move on. You have to go on with your life. Look, I'm just going to be blunt about it because that's what you have to do. And if you can't even get over that and then you start seeing people dropping dead in front of you, my thing is I do not want people to start freaking out, running to the government for this new so-called cure because that's what they're going to have and thinking it's going to help them. And other people have these same dreams, you guys. 
I remember when I first had this dream, I didn't even post it right away. I might have even said it in a community post, but I think eventually I did post it, but I think YouTube took it down because it was so surreal to me. And my youngest daughter had the same dream. She saw that people was just dropping down dead with this new one that's coming. I was not the only one. I had a video on my channel that YouTube took down where I posted a lot of other dreams that Saints had, and it was the same thing. So we wasn't the only ones that were seeing this. This is coming. This is coming. We are at war, and you need to be prepared spiritually to choose Christ no matter what. When you see people fall and you love them, look, I understand. I do. Somebody may think, Shauna, you just don't care. No, I care. These are people you grew up with. You've known them all your life. You have special memories. You have special moments with them. You cherish them. You thought you would be in this for all eternity and go to heaven with them. You envisioned yourself in heaven with them. But then, bam, they chose man over God and took the mark. It hurts. I get it. It hurts. But you have to move on. And you have to be strong for what is coming. And you have to choose God and don't have anything against God. Because that was another thing I was shown in this dream. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding me. They knew the prophecies. The Lord showed me that in this dream. They heard the prophecies. They knew that the people, the true prophets of God, not these fake ones running around here, we had warned, don't take that. Don't get that. It's in multiple forms. Don't take any form. Don't do it. And they didn't listen. And they did it anyway. And they had a nonchalant attitude about it, like, oh, I need it for my job, you know, whatever. But I, we warned, don't take it for your job. Don't take it for anybody. And I've heard people say that they had to take it because they couldn't get in a nursing home to see their loved ones unless they took it. You know, whatever the excuses are. We warned, don't do it. And I saw in this dream that they heard the warnings and they did it anyway. And their blood is not on the prophet's hands. We did our job. I didn't sit back idly with these prophecies and just say, oh, well, I don't want to post that. I'm going to get attacked and people are going to tell me off. And now all of that happened. All of that happened. God himself told me to turn off my comment section. There was a reason for that, you guys. Okay? I used to have it on. I went through pure hell with many warnings the Lord had me come forth with. Many warnings have caused me much anguish and heartache in my life. But I did my job. And their blood is not on my hands, okay? My hands are clean. They're clean. And many prophets did the same thing, went through pure hell. Their hands are clean. And even a lot of them did it through my channel. I posted their dreams. YouTube took them down, but their hands are clean. Amen? So you guys be strong. It's more to come. I've seen it multiple times. Don't fall for it. Go in the prayer closet. Pray to God. Quote scriptures. Do whatever you have to do. And know that our redemption draw it nigh. And let me bring remembrance to that as well. I was shown that when this second phase came, the Lord was about to come. Now, did he come the same day that they released this nonsense? I don't know. The Lord doesn't tell me these type of things specifically. But it was released and I knew redemption was right there. Redemption was about to come. And I want to also, because I feel like God telling me to say this. Thank you, Lord. And I also want to bring remembrance to what the Lord has shown me recently is that those people that are lukewarm and sinners in general, they all have the same agenda. 
and they've been preparing for Halloween. They've been preparing for chaos. They've been preparing for mayhem. Okay, that's what they've been doing in the spiritual realm. That is what God showed me. And he showed me that his true saints, those of us who really love him, we have been preparing for the arrival of the living God. So I'm reminding you all, that is what's coming. The mayhem and craziness is coming to the wicked. You know, it's biblical. I've released those videos because some of you might say, well, Shauna, we're supposed to be out of here. We ain't supposed to see this. Okay, you could say the same thing about what we've seen so far. And I pointed these things out in Scripture. It is a judgment against the wicked. It literally says in the Bible how the righteous will be walking over their dead bodies. That's in the Word of God. I posted that video. When I went through the scripture, explaining different things about the scriptures, I think it was either in videos where I explained the shift change biblically, because that is in the Bible, and I was pointing it out, how this is in the Bible, or it was in the videos that I did where I was biblically explaining other dimensions, which is also in the Bible. So I can't remember which video I put it in because I did so many of those videos just going through the Bible and pointing out things. But one of the things that I definitely showed is how it is a judgment against the wicked. It is a curse on them for the saints to walk over their dead bodies. It is going to happen. And I have seen it. And I had that vision before the pandemic ever came to the U.S. I saw that on U.S. soil. Look, I love you all, and I pray that we soberly listen to what the Lord is telling the church and warning the church about. And I have been praying that God would give me a dream to warn the church about what they need to be warned about. And this is what I received. And I pray that everyone soberly listens. I love you all. God bless you. Bye. Two of our children have had dreams in regards to end time um, and war. And... um I have dreams, and my husband has visions. And so I'm going to start off with um, a message that I received, and it was actually a message that was, this is the very first message that I received in regards to World War III. I had no clue about it prior to that, and so it was a message about World War III, and, um, and it had to do with... Um, that there's going to be nuclear weapons involved, that America is coming under judgment for turning away from from the Lord, and that we will be attacked by Russia and nuclear weapons. And the Lord came to me and said that this is a message for my brother. I had another dream in which I was I was in a, in a house that it wasn't my own. I don't know where I was, but I was with my family. I felt like maybe there were some other people there. And I just felt like, I felt like the Lord jolted my heart, like he was trying to get my attention. And I felt, I felt, I heard all this static in my head. And I felt like that static was, the Lord was telling me to turn the radio on. And so I turned the radio on and, um, and on the radio it said, um, you know, it was talking about Russia, and it was saying um, about moving. And I knew the Lord was telling me that um, we were getting ready to be attacked and that we were supposed to go to a different location. And so um, I just remember scrambling to pack and, and trying to quickly leave. Last week, I had, I had a dream 
where I was, I was, um, I was a soldier and I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in America for some reason. I don't know where I was. Um, and I, I was captured. Um, I was captured by, um, uh, different, different armed, armed, um, soldiers. And I, and I don't know what country they were from. And I just remember being taken to this room with these other women and, uh, being questioned. And I knew in my heart that, um, I was going to be killed. And they were being really nice to me, but I knew that this was just a front to get information out of me. And I knew that I was going to be killed afterwards. And, and then I went to, they were taking me to a different location. Um, I had all this peace inside, um, uh, that only could come from the Lord at the time, even though I knew that where they were taking me, that's where I was going to be killed. And then in the same, same dream, I, it, it completely changed scenery. And I, I now was in America and I wasn't a soldier and I was, um, I was at my husband's grandmother's farm and we were, well, it was just me and I was, I was looking from a distance. And in the distance, I could see this really large trench. And it was a really huge trench. And there were these tanks, military tanks. And I, they were, they were shooting into the trench. And I felt in my heart that they were shooting at people. Um, I just had this feeling that there were people in the trench. Um, but after the after the tanks left, I I went to the trench to see who like who was in there, and I didn't see any people. I only saw cows in there, and because uh, there are cows at this farm, and I only saw dead cows in this trench, and and no people. And so, um, and then there was another part of the dream where I um, I followed these tanks to see where they were going. And I remember crawling inside of like a storm drain to to try to hide and from these tanks. And but I, I remember the feeling that they knew I was in, in the drain and in the storm drain and that that I was going to be killed. And I, I didn't know how they knew I was in this storm drain. And and so when I woke up from this dream I I did some research because I, I remembered what the tanks looked like. And I, I had never looked up tanks to see, you know, military tanks to see what countries have what tanks, what they look like. And these tanks were distinct and they had, they were this camo pattern. And I, I started looking up the U.S. and Russian um, tanks and uh, the U.S. tanks were just solid in color. And, and, and the Russian tanks, when I looked those up, it was, it was a Russian tank, a uh, military tank. And so that was um, the last dream that I've had. And so in regards to my husband's visions, he uh, he's only had visions one time, and they all came in, in the same night. Um, he said he didn't really sleep much at all that night. And, and so this happened probably about a month ago. How my husband's vision started was he 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 got up he woke up and uh, he was just laying there praying 
And next thing you knew, um, he saw this Bible. And this Bible, the pages were just flipping really fast. And, and, and then the pages just stopped and then he, um, it stopped at particular scripture. And, and whenever he was looking at the scripture, he only could see, like, he could see, like, there was a bunch of writing, but he, he was, he was just focused. He was just focused on specific scripture that the Lord was trying to show him. And so it was two pieces of scripture that he was shown, um, that night. And, um, those two pieces of scripture are Acts 2.17. I'm going to turn there. And Acts 2.17 says, um, And it shall come to pass in the last day, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophecy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see dreams. And or shall have dreams. And so this was the first one that the Lord brought him to. I feel like the Lord was telling him that this is the time of the end and that he, um, this is why he's getting vision. And um, the second piece of scripture that he was brought to was Revelation. And it was Revelation 6.15. And it reads, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every freeman hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. And then, um, that was the last thing he saw in the Bible. Um, that God was showing him, and then the scenery changed. And then he was standing on top of this hill, and he was looking in the distance, and in the distance he could see the mountain where Camp David is. And um, Camp David is the underground bomb shelter for the president, and he he was looking at this mountain, and he said all of a sudden multiple missiles were fired at Camp David and he just saw missile after missile after missile hit Camp David and he said um, he just remembers feeling in his heart that that whoever was in that bomb shelter wasn't going to get out. Um, He just felt that in his heart and that was um, so those were the two the two visions that my husband had. I'll, I'll now tell you about my daughter, my daughter, and her um, and her dreams. Um, now, my daughter has been walking with the Spirit of God for years, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even know what it meant to be born again. I thought I considered myself a Christian. I had no clue. I didn't know all of the things that she was doing were, um, you know, all the things that she was changing in her life were was because that the Holy Spirit was convicting her. And probably about four or five years ago, she had a dream. And in this dream, she remembers being prepared. She she knew she was being prepared by the Lord to fight. And it was a spiritual battle. And she was going to be in, in, in God's army. And she was going to be fighting the forces of evil in her dream. And this was many years ago. Well, many years ago. Four or five years ago. Not really many. But anyway... 
but uh, that was the first dream that she had. And recently, this was just um, last week, she had this dream where she saw this map. And on the map, she saw all of our streams and lakes and rivers and all of our bodies of water. And then she saw all of them start to recede and they were all drying up and there was there was no more water. And she felt the Lord telling her that God will provide for his people, that she shouldn't worry that God was going to provide for his people. And and then um, the scene switched and she um, she saw uh, one of her family members, and I'm not going to say who, but this family member became really disoriented, and it was as though they were possessed. And that person began to transform into an evil giant. And then this person went to the city to harm people. And um, that was the end of her dream, her dreams that she's had recently. And my my son, uh, he's, he's only eight, and um, the things that have, uh, you know, how God has been working in his heart has been crazy. Uh, he will feel the Holy Spirit. He, he'll feel all this warmth inside. He'll tell me how, Mom, I just feel all this warmth inside, and I just love God. I just love Jesus so much, Mom. And it just warms my heart. And so um, he has felt the need to talk to certain people about the Lord. He feels like the Holy Spirit guiding him to do so. Um, he's had a message for me. Um, there was, uh, when I first got the message about, you know, World War III and the nuclear bombs, and I started to realize that the end times are coming. I actually was hoping in my heart that I was going to be taken out with one of the nuclear bombs. I thought, oh, it'd be nice just to be taken out quickly and, and, you know, not to have to, you know, to suffer through the tribulation. And so there was this one night that, that my son came up to me and he said, Mom, I have a message I have to tell you. And he said, the Lord wants you to know that if you have faith, that he will protect you from those bombs. And, oh, it just, I felt like that message meant so much more than that. It, I I do have faith that God would protect me if that's his will and but I felt like the message meant more because God knew that my in my heart I was hoping to go out with one of these bombs and I felt like this was God telling me this is not your time this is not my that's not my will for you you have a job to do and that job is to save souls and I feel like he's preparing me for something in the time of the end and I and I don't really know what what that is um, but I feel like that was a message of, you know, have your your job's not done, and and um, I need to have faith in in God's will for me. I love you, friends. Uh, God bless. Um, this message wasn't meant to bring fear to anybody. Uh, it's, you know, I just have to share what the Lord has revealed to me. I um, I had a dream, and this dream I was back home in Toronto, and um, I was walking around a city street and as I looked up I could see warplanes flying overhead and I just for some reason I knew that they were Russian planes and that they were going towards the US and um, I'm not sure exactly how I knew but I knew um, I knew wholeheartedly that it was Russia that was flying overhead and they were not 
flying um, to Canada, but they were flying just past Canada and into the U.S. So uh, I shared that with Philip after he shared his um, his revelation with me and um, just felt uh, confirmation with that. I have a crazy dream to tell you. If I do start crying, you know, it is what it is. But it was very serious and very, very sad to me. So I will be sharing that with you now. So the dream starts out. I'm walking into my grandparents, um, the grandparents on my dad's side. I open the door, and my wife's parents are sitting in a living room. My daughter walks up from the doctor's office in my grandfather's room. He was a doctor. At the, to- um, at the, at the home, it was in, on the mid-level. She walks up, and she's crying. I guess, what's the matter, honey? What's going on? She says, Rose's parents, they haven't told you? I'm like, I'm puzzled. She walks uh, me to the TV, and Taiwan has been attacked and um, they're being slaughtered. She looks at my uh, my wife's parents and says, the Philippines, the phone lines have all been hijacked. They're dead. Nobody can get through to anybody. Um, they can't get a hold of Rose's grandma. That's my wife's uh, grandparents. Um, the, news cuts to a, uh, the news cuts to a special report that North Korea has sent ICBMs to Japan and two have been shot down already, um, but exploded and believed to be of a nuclear force off of Hawaii. Um, they're telling people to shelter in place, and they show on the TV people running from the beach. For fear of imminent uh, catastrophe, prevailing winds will push fallout towards all major cities and military installments. My dad walks down from the upstairs and is crying. He's holding my youngest son, um, Kylo. Um, I ask, where's Bodie? And he's like, Bodie's in school. Um, I'm like, well, we have to go get him. Like, what do you mean? Um, so we go, um, I run to the door to get to the car, and I see tanks are down at the end of the street. Um, the, uh, the way that the tanks are moving, you can see their exhaust, black, you know, black filling the air. The Humvee comes down from the mountain my grandparents lived on, and I go to get in my car, and it's dead. I run to the Humvee and ask for, the military, for a military escort to pick up my son. Um, is it okay if you guys take me to the, you know, the school, pick up my kid real fast? Um, the soldier from uh, the back window explains, an EMP has been detonated above the clouds of the United States. Then says, all buses have been ordered to Fort Dix. Um, it's a protection act, and he said like 4423 of the Government uh, Protection Act. Um, it is now in motion for the future of American values and humanity. Uh, I go and run back into the house, but now I'm standing in like military camo at my house, at my parents' house where they live. Um, the sky is orange, it's like the sun is setting. I'm looking for my wife. Uh, I have like an M14 uh, machine gun in my arms. Uh, the front door's locked, so I run to the backyard and I see my mom and she's like crying her eyes out. I'm like, what's, mom, what's up, man? What's going on? And then I see, the, I see I speak in front of her I see like boots stand, you know, sitting there um, with a helmet on top of them. Uh, my mom says, "Your father, you know, he really loved your kids." Um, I look around, I kind of look up, like, "What? Like, what's going on?" And the houses around me are all boarded up, as if people aren't living them anymore or something. I don't know. Um, the sense was that like a lot of people had died. My youngest runs up and says, "I miss Poppy." And I really miss Bodie. That's my middle son, um, the one that he took the four dicks in the dream. I start to kind of cry, like I'm getting upset. The sense is that everyone's dead. And I go, Where, my, where's Kylo, Mommy? 
or where Kylo, where's mommy? He looks up with a face of true devastation and being broken. He says, Mommy's fighting the war in heaven now, so we can all be happy again. A soldier, a soldier comes up behind me and says, Lucifer is losing, sir. The Antichrist uh, killed a lot of good people, and the only uh, made God's army stronger. And for that, we'll have a place to go, you know, when we do die. Um, the war in heaven is just getting worse and worse. But uh, God's army is getting bigger and stronger. And I kind of was walking to the front of the house and then I, I woke up. But I just wanted to tell you guys about that dream. And um, the whole Taiwan thing is weird. Because I keep having these dreams that come true about all this stuff. So, I don't know. I love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. As you can see, kind of, the dream kind of broke me up. I'm kind of upset about it. But um, I love y'all. I had a very strong vision. It wasn't a dream. It was a vision. And I was taken up by a very powerful angel and taken to New York. And he took me up in this high-rise building. And at the very top, we were looking from that point towards the city. I could see the city of Manhattan. And the angel was talking to me. I just cannot remember the words. But he was talking about words of judgment. That's this much I know. And he was showing me everything that would take place in New York. And he started to show me through, uh, uh, from this high rise, a uh, nuclear war attack coming onto New York. And, and missiles were raining upon New York. And I could see in slow motion, I could see each building pulverized as it was coming down. People had no time to run. People had no time to escape. This came suddenly. Suddenly in an hour, as he tells us in Revelation 18, it came suddenly, folks. And it was so devastating and so much. It was the entire city was being destroyed utterly destroyed I saw the Brooklyn Bridge which is a bridge made out of steel it snapped in like twigs in four pieces and, and it fell to the water like twigs it just snapped the, the, the violence of this attack was so strong and the, the amount of missiles that were coming down was so severe and Everything was being pulverized before my eyes. And I'm, I'm watching all of this in horror. And as I'm watching all of this, I see a major tsunami, like a major tsunami, come up and swallow up. It was swallowing up Manhattan. And like I said, the sky was totally gray, full of smoke, black full of uh, missiles, uh, warplanes. Um, all I can describe is like warplanes. I don't know if there were uh, drones, but it was a massive, massive attack taking place. And people had no escape. They, had no, they could not run. Building after building after building after building. And this is what was shown to me. For the Lord warns his people 
before he brings judgment he warns his people I'm not telling you what to do you have to seek the Lord and ask him what to do he will tell you what to do but I tell you that it is dire that you seek him the Lord is warning his people with very strong messages to get his people to come back to him he loves us he adores us and he doesn't want for any man to perish it's for us to come to him and obey obey his word obey his commandments just a couple nights ago the lord actually gave me a dream and this is how it goes so my wife and i were ministering to a woman who we know and we immediately felt a violent shake in the house we run outside look up and I see that the streets from the distance, there's just black smoke just covering the skies. And when I start to see the smoke, me and my wife, our stomachs turned and we immediately knew, oh my gosh, it's here. The Lord warned us and it's here. The invasion is starting. And right when I looked up, I saw a Russian jet plane with a bunch of missiles on it swoop down and do a, a bombing pass over a freeway. I look to the right and I see the freeway and it's pretty much all across the United States. But these freeways, were absolutely jam-packed with cars. As far as you could see, there were cars on top of cars on top of cars and people were honking and panicking and trying to escape. And the Russians blew up the freeway and it blew up all the cars. And when it blew up, me and my wife ran back inside, sat down and were like, well, we have to submit to what they're gonna do. And so the Holy Spirit took me in the spirit to show me what it will be like with the Russians ruling over us. And to put it quite simply, absolute lawlessness and affliction and i just saw how absolutely lawless it's going to be when the russians rule over the united states so when i woke up from this dream it literally felt like a physical bomb went off right next to me my body was shaking my ears were just about ringing and i'm not going to lie to you there was like a panic of war upon me i'm just being honest as if i was just in a battlefield and the lord just pulled me out and threw me into back into real life and i was just completely shaken up and the Holy Spirit started talking to me. And he said, the weak Christians won't make it. When bad things happen, the weak Christians are the ones who get an attitude when things don't go their way. He said, get used to all night prayer nights and get used to fastings. Get used to this so that when they invade, you have the spiritual stamina to respond correctly. I had a very vivid dream. <clears throat> in this dream, I had an individual uh, whom I personally know, who's in my family, come to me. Uh, in this dream, and he says, "Have you? Uh, you need to check the news out." And I said, "Why? What's going on?" He said, "It's on all over the radio. It's on television." I said, "What is it?" He said, "You need to go turn the television on." I said, "Okay, okay, okay." And I turn on the television, um, and what I'm going to show you, uh, and I try to find a, an image that would best depict what I saw in my dream. So this is the best thing I could find, and I'll elaborate a little bit more on this as I'm talking about this. But let me, I'm going to show you what. Um, and this this is an image um, of America being invaded. Uh, and in this image, they're being invaded from the west and from the east. But in the dream, I saw a map just like this. Now I didn't see I didn't see these towers right here, so this wasn't in there. But I saw I saw from the, uh, from the west, from the east, and from the north. There was nothing coming from the south. Okay, uh, in this dream. I heard the newscast, uh, the news broadcaster said, ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing extraordinary events that are taking place in America. 
Uh, it is apparent that we are being invaded. And I heard this in my dream. And he said, if there was ever a time to pray, it would be now. That's all I heard in this dream. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Ready? Again, I saw there was an invasion coming from the west, from the east, and it was coming from the north. And it was, and I want to say this, this is where it became detailed. It was air and sea. Again, let me say that again. It was air and sea. I saw bombers and warships, submarines. Uh, again, warships, submarines, and bombers. Uh, it was coming from, in, in, in these, uh, and again, it was on the news. We were sitting here watching this on the news, and you could see them coming in from the west. They were coming in from the east, and they were coming in from the north. There was nothing coming in from the south. Now, guys, here's where it gets chilling. When I saw the, you know, these different types of military vehicles and so on and so forth, when uh, they were like zoomed in, it was amplified to me. And this is what I saw. I saw I saw the colors on. Uh, the 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 uh, the nation that was invading us. I was permitted to see the colors, and this is what I saw, guys. That is the colors, uh, and everybody knows what that is. That that was very bold. It was bright, and I saw those. This color. This is the color of Russia's flag. I have nothing to gain from this. If anything, uh, I know that I'm going to gain a lot of scoffing from it. So, But as a watchman, I have to come out and I have to uh, say what I did see. The dream started where the other one left off. In this dream, in the next dream, dream number two, I'm over in the uh, northern part of Los Angeles, what they call the San Fernando Valley, and that's where you have like your suburbs and you know, your neighborhoods and whatnot. What I saw was chaos. People running around, citizens, Angelinos, if you will, running around everywhere, all over, uh, crying, screaming, in total panic like I've never seen in my life, not even in the movies. And there were soldiers. Uh, they, were par they were paratrooping, uh, parachuting on, on, onto the streets. They were running around everywhere. It seems like the whole place had been invaded. And like I said... I couldn't tell you what the uniforms were for some reason. I, I couldn't even tell you the nationality of the foreign troops that invaded. But for some reason, in my heart, I believed it was like Chinese and Russian troops. But then once again, for some reason, I was in doubt. I, I, I doubted myself. I doubted the Lord. I doubted. I, I thought, man, maybe this is crazy. I'm just a regular guy. And I said, well, Lord, if, if this is real, if this is totally real, give me one more dream. One more dream and I'll believe it, Lord. And I fell asleep while I was saying that. And lo and behold, a third dream in a row about pretty much exactly the same thing. And in this third dream, it showed it was more like I got to – it was more chaotic, more destruction had occurred, and it seemed like this kept going on and on. It wasn't a one-day thing. And people were running around, and now people like are in hiding and stuff like that. Everybody was shocked. That, that's, that's what the biggest feeling was, was shocked. No one could believe that this was actually happening, that this was happening to us, because we've never really been attacked except for, like, you know, the Alamo, Pearl Harbor, that sort of thing. Um, oh, and, of course, 9-11. But, you know, nothing like this magnitude, where there's troops running around like this, this magnitude. I was just shocked, 
shocked when I woke up, and I knew, I knew it was just, just like the other dreams were, it just seemed so, so real. And this time I didn't really pray, pray and say, oh, well, Lord, you know, give me another dream or whatever, but I thought it. In the fourth dream, it was more of the same, and it sh- but, it, but it showed people in their homes. And they're in their homes, and they're trying to hide. Everyone's trying to hide by now. And more and more troops are coming in, foreign troops invading more and more and more. It was a total invasion of the United States. So the skies were filled with planes. Bombs were dropping. It was a total surprise attack. So it was more of the same on that dream. More. I could see the intensity of the of the plan of the attack. And it was a well-planned attack. I mean, we were overwhelmed. And it was evident that the United States was falling. That, that, that was the thing in the dream. And it was evident that this was... The end times. In my dream, we were actually in Hilton Head. Um, we were not in Orange Beach. We were in Hilton Head, and my family was there, my mom and dad and my sisters and my, you know, my husband and my kids. Um, and we were out on the beach, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, dr- uh, bombs started dropping all around us. And mass chaos ensued, as you would expect. Um, everybody freaking out, and we couldn't figure out... Uh, exactly who was responsible for dropping the bombs, but we knew that it was from somewhere over in the east. It was either China or Russia. Um, we, I, we just had this sense that the east is attacking the west. And so we, we mass chaos, every screaming things, um, you know, bom- like the bombs were hitting the sand and just exploding and exploding and exploding and it wouldn't stop. And so we all ran to our cars and we were, um, uh, we were trying to get out of the area and all of the roads started shutting down. This is my first YouTube video and uh, the reason that I decided to make this video was that my wife sent me a text message with um, uh, Bible verse in Ezekiel here, and uh, I just wanted to to sh- be able to share a dream that I had because if I don't, then I didn't do my job. Um, so basically, I, I I wanted to share this dream that I had maybe about a week ago. I w- I had this dream that I was walking um, outside of my parents' neighborhood and. I was walking on the sidewalk down a two-way street, and um, to the right of me there is uh, conservation land. To the left, there's conservation land. And all of a sudden, while I'm walking, I see that um, out of the blue sky comes out an airplane. But basically, there were like three or four fighter jets that were swarming around this one bigger airplane, and I saw, you know, in my mind, I don't know if it was at that point, but I felt that that was like an attack from Russia to the United States. And while we're walking, I'm, I tell my wife and whoever's with me, let's go to the woods or, you know, let's hide out in the woods. And, and no, and, you know, we're kind of like in discussion. And all of a sudden from behind us, from the distance, are like a troop of, these uh, black jeeps these black jeeps come up on us and it was too late you know to execute a plan to run to the woods I'm going to recommend that you look at Amos chapter 3 and it talks about you know a land that is under judgment is going to be destroyed and then it talks about an army that God raises for for punishment for for judgment 
if I can look at that prophecy as and apply it to the times that we're living in, America is the land that is going to be judged, and Russia is going to be the country to bring the judgment. I'm, I'm a patriot. I love America. I love, you know, the Constitution and the Founding Fathers, and I was born in the USA. I'm an American, and I love my people, perfect or not. We don't love sin, of course, right? But I believe that there's a strong military out there that's going to bring the judgment, and I believe that's going to be Russia. So, I had a dream that the United States was invaded by Russia and China. On the West Coast, the Russians were in charge of the war. On the East Coast, China was in charge of it. The Russians attacked the state of Washington through Canada. By submarine, they attacked California and wiped out my whole family. They devastated California with their attack. I saw China in Florida and going through New York. But with the Chinese, I saw Cubans. The Chinese were issuing orders to them. And I saw Cubans and Venezuelans coming through Mexico and into Arizona, Texas, and what was up to California. And uh, this one, I had two nights in a row, so I feel pretty much worried about this one. Man, did I have a dream. I had a dream that I was living on a Air Force base. Why, I don't know. I'm not in the Air Force, never have been. That I was living on an Air Force base, me and my dog. All of a sudden, the buildings start collapsing. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, I'm like, end of the world type stuff, you know. Well, then there's, like, Russian fighter planes uh, flying over top of those buildings as they're falling down. I'm like, oh, heck, we're being invaded. Last night I had a very troublesome dream. I wasn't afraid in the dream at all, which is very important, but... I just want to let you know that, um, yeah, we're going to be invaded at some point in the future, and it's going to be, they're going to be everywhere. I saw myself trying to drive, but for some reason I couldn't drive. I was walking, so like every road that I was trying to go down, I saw helicopters, choppers, like, and they weren't our people. They were another country, and so I saw them, the soldiers, um, marching down the street kind of going after people. They were not shooting at everybody, and I, I had the feeling that they wanted to minimize conflict. This is not a normal dream that I would have. So I saw soldiers. I saw a clear invasion in America. This was nowhere else. This was America. I had a dream that around the coastline of the United States, between the Jersey coastline to the coastline of Florida, Texas, and California, all 
around surrounding the, our country that you had uh, warships surrounding our country and you had Russians and Chinese troops in our land and they were out and about shooting people and uh, now within the dream I'm telling my daughter about the dream and when I'm telling her there's a map that just comes out of nowhere and I can look at the map and I can see where all the warships are located so now I go put on a bag and I go to evangelize and I felt like the Lord was telling me just go and I had I was walking it was dark and I was walking the streets and I had no clue where I was going I ended up in this huge open courtyard and uh, there was people there so I started warning people about uh, what was coming and people started to repent people were sobbing they were crying and they were afraid of what was coming our way so then uh, I started I started telling them what was coming and telling them about my dream. Then I started to evangelize, giving them the gospel, and people were repenting. And then I woke up. Get your family together and pray every night and pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray that God will just give you insight how to protect your family, how to provide for your family, what to do. I believe the Lord is speaking. So many other people, my, my sisters have had several dreams about war and troops on ground, in, in, on the ground here. Yeah, about two months ago I had a dream. I was on the beach and it was like really sunny outside and I was really close to the water and I saw all these ships and I was like, what are all these ships doing here? And there was a bunch of ships, like Navy ships, but I didn't know they were Navy, sh Navy ships until they got closer, lined up on this beach. And uh, I was like one of the only people close to the, like, where the waves were hitting. And the rest of the beach was like empty, like, I didn't see anybody. Maybe like a few people, like maybe three. And, uh, these ships got closer to the water and all of a sudden um, this ramp dropped on the ship like from the front like this and it it hit the sand and all of a sudden a bunch of people came out of the ship and they were Chinese soldiers and they were wearing like blue and white camo uniforms and they had like bullpup rifles like type 95s or something um i think some of them have had bayonets and stuff and i think they even had like rocket launchers and stuff and i i was like shocked in the dream and there was a whole amphibious landing on this beach and all these ships came closer to the beach at the same time and they all dropped their ramps um at the same time and soldiers and vehicles were coming up even amphibious vehicles that were Chinese and they were also blue and white like camo and uh in the dream I was shocked I was I didn't even know it was an invasion dream 
I just thought they were ships because I thought it was just swimming, but it was an invasion and there were Chinese soldiers coming onto this beach and I was like, just shocked. And uh, in the dream, I actually walked up in the ship and there was tons of other soldiers and more vehicles coming out of the ship and going down that ramp onto the, the sand. And I knew that America had been invaded and that it was about to get really bad. But the next scene in the dream, it wasn't the Chinese, it was the Russians. And I, I was looking up in the sky in the dream and there was an Aleutian 76 um, uh, plane or, or jet. And uh, it was a Russian and it's a, it's a white plane. It's what the paratroopers drop out of. And on the back tail wing, it has a Russian flag and uh, it's big so you can easily tell it's Russian if you just look at the tail um, you can see the flag and the plane is recognizable and I just saw parachutes um, paratroopers coming out of the plane jumping out and then pulling their chutes and you can just see white parachutes all in the sky just lining the sky everywhere and uh, I knew this dream was God showing me that war is on the horizon I keep being reminded and uh, I wasn't even thinking about this when I had the dream but I did have the dream so I'm going to share it um, because it's a warning but uh, yeah every once in a while I'll just keep getting them it's God just reminding me um, that that's going to happen you know um, that war is on the horizon and uh it's going to be really bad. In the dream, it was, it was a dream dealing with America. I heard people robbing each other. They were breaking into each other's homes. People were trying to steal things from cars on the street. People were stealing food. People were, were absolutely trying to take things from each other, and they were doing it by force and willing to die for it. And all of a sudden, I looked at it and I said, what is going on? I grabbed my hand and I said, what is going on? And all of a sudden, I saw China and Russia coming into the United States of America. I, I don't know that I understand it, but they, they were military, they were uh, uh, soldiers, and they were coming in to maintain the peace. I don't, I don't know where the U.S. military was or anything like this, but they were coming in. And what they were doing was putting people in concentration camps. They were arresting people. Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers were arresting people and they were taking guns from everybody. I, I grabbed my face and I said, what? I said, what are Chinese soldiers and Russian soldiers doing in America? I had this dream and it was so, so real. It felt so so real. It was crazy. In the dream, I'm at Santa Monica. Uh, in Santa Monica, California, I'm over by like the pier, uh, which is like, uh, it's got like a, seems like a fair or carnival type atmosphere at the pier. It's a real famous pier in Santa Monica, California. And it was in the daytime and it was real sunny. And for some reason, I thought it, it was the weekend, you know, and Everyone was just going about their business, and and what happened was we were looking out towards the ocean, 
And everyone was looking out there, and what we saw was like, like a foreign navy. And it was either like a Chinese navy, Chinese navy, or, or like a, the Russian navy. And it was all out there. And there were submarines out there that had surfaced, and they were just kicking it out there. And no one seemed alarmed. It, it was like, uh, it was like entertainment. Everybody was looking at it, checking it out, and wondering, you know, what's that about and whatnot. And everyone started just going about their business and stuff and just staring at it and wondering what it was all about. There was nothing in the news about it or anything. It was like a surprise. It just showed up and it was huge. It was all over the ocean out there. And I thought, wow, what's that about? But for some reason, I just had a bad feeling about it. Then, all of a sudden, they started launching missiles, uh, all types of, like, missiles, um, bombs, so to speak, uh, towards the, the entire Los Angeles area, the entire coast there, and, and of the Los Angeles area, that entire harbor there. And they started uh, bombing us. And people started panicking and running everywhere. You know, and then I woke up. This is what God showed me. He, he just struck me on my, my rib and said, wake up. And I woke up. I woke up. And uh, when I woke up, he said, look. And all of a sudden, I'm wide awake. I'm not dreaming. I'm not half asleep. No, 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 no. I'm wide awake. I opened my eyes. I see a big, big screen. Very big. Very, very big. One of these big screens. And I see a bear. A big bear rising up. And that bear, I see Siberia. Oh, Russia. I see in the middle of Siberia, that bear is waking up and is moving it's moving. And then I said, in my heart, Lord, what is this? What is this? And he says, this is a Russian Siberian bear. It's woke up eight years ago, and it's going now to cause a lot of destruction. It's going to destroy in countries. It's going to come. It's going to destroy very, very much. It's just destruction destruction, destruction. And it's not coming back. It's gone out like this. It's not coming back until it is destroyed completely and totally. It's not coming back. And then I said, God, it means it's the beginning of the end. And the Spirit was saying, yes. The bear went. And then he said, look in the north. Then I looked northward. I saw a white, 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 white bear. Snow white bear. I said, Lord, that is a polar bear. And he says, yes. I said, who is that? He says, that's Russia again. I said, Russia, Siberia bear? And Russia polar bear? Yes. He says, that polar bear is following that Siberian bear to help it to destroy and distract whoever it's going to fight those countries they are going to be mold. They are going to be just destroyed to total disaster. It's just destruction is the, the game of these two polar bears. They are going out to destroy. And it's the beginning 
of the end. Yo, I was very touched. Then he said, look on the east. So I looked on the east. And then I saw a red dragon rising up. But it's not as big as this humongous dragon. And the Lord said, yeah, that was like eight years ago. This dragon now is very, very big. And it's going to be very, 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 very big. And it's not going to be easily to be challenged. This is going to be a mighty army. It's called China. It's going to be very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. And it's going to go alongside the Siberian bear and the polar bear. they like going to cooperate in some form. And they're just, just going to destroy. And they're not going to fight with each other. They're fighting others. And they say, Lord. He says, it's the beginning of the end. And then, he said, look on the west. So I looked on the west. And then I saw a big lion, which is, is turning down into a smaller lion. And I see from its ears is a mountain lion. I said, who is this mountain lion now? He says, that's America. It's very big now. And it's still going to be, do a very big bang. Pooh! A big bang and shake the world. And then after that, it's going to slow down and go down. And, and reduce in size and ferocity and power. And it's going to go down. It's not going to be that lion again. That intimidates every other animal. Is going to be a mountain lion. Much smaller. Have the characteristic of a lion. But it's just a mountain lion. And the forces that are going to play. A major role in these last days. Is Russia and China. Is the dragon and those bears. The polar bear and the Siberian bear. They are going to dominate. And they are going to be on the on the on the platform or playground of the earth. They are the ones that are gonna matter, that are gonna you're gonna hear they're doing this, they're destroying there. And they're moving this. And nobody can stop them. Even Europe cannot stop them. It cannot. Nobody can stop them. Only God, only Jesus can stop them and will come to stop their destruction. Not any other force will dare tackle these two. And especially the China one will be much, much ferocious, much more powerful. It will be so formidable, you don't even want to try and, and fight with it. I'm a Malaysian who is currently living in Taiwan. But in this dream, I was in America. I was standing on the road. It, it seemed like a busy road. People just walking around, and there were very tall buildings on my left and my right. Uh, I'm, I'm estimating about, I think, 50 to 70 floors. And suddenly, there was a bomb dropping right in front, somewhere right in front of my face, and caused a huge, 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 huge explosion. I've never seen anything like this before. The Lord has gave me many visions about Russia coming in war with the U.S. 
And he also gave me visions of China, also war in the U.S. as well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.